Tundra Talk is brought to you by Frontier Outfitters and Century Hardware, your source for outdoor gear in interior Alaska. It's a locally owned, longtime Fairbanks business that I've shopped at since I was a kid, and they've always done a great job of carrying a wide variety of quality, proven gear that'll tackle whatever Alaskan tasks you need it to. Frontier Outfitters always stays current with gear for the season, and whether you're bear baiting in the spring, fishing or dip netting in the summer, looking for game bags and gears for moose camp in the fall, or need to stock up on trapping lures, get a new spud bar, or just need some bait for your winter burbot sets, they've got you covered. They always carry a wide variety of Alaskan-proven clothing and boots, camping gear, meat processing supplies, lots of guns, ammo, reloading and shooting supplies, as well as gun safes. Downstairs in Century Hardware, you'll find your snow machine and ATV accessories like sleds and hitch pins, gun boots, hot grips, as well as a full selection of marine and boating parts and accessories. They really go out of their way to stock quality, useful equipment, and it's truly one of those great hometown sporting goods and hardware stores that every town needs to have. Whether you're gearing up for a hunting or fishing trip, working on that never-ending home improvement project, or you just need to rehandle an axe, it's usually a one-stop shop. Frontier Outfitters is located on 3rd and Old Steese in Fairbanks, and they have a second location out in North Pole, so make sure you stop in there and tell them you heard about it on Tundra Talk. This episode of Tundra Talk is also brought to you by Hedgecock Group Real Estate, a local brokerage that can cover your real estate needs in the Fairbanks area, whether it's residential, commercial, or just undeveloped property. The Hedgecocks have been active in the Fairbanks and North Pole real estate market since the early 80s and have put together a team that really reflects the diverse needs of homebuyers in interior Alaska. With a brokerage team made up of multi-generation Fairbanks locals, transplants, and military veterans, they really understand the unique aspects of living in the interior and what that means when it comes to shopping for a home in general, buying land to build a home, and they also understand the situations that many military members are in when needing to buy or sell a home in Fairbanks. This is really a unique place to live, and whether it's learning why some houses have water-holding tanks instead of wells, how much it'll cost to heat a given house, or just what recreational opportunities are close by, they're here to help you. More than simply acquiring or building a piece of property, they can help you find the right property in the right place and help you learn from their experience. The Hedgecock Group offices are on Noble Street in Fairbanks, and if you want to get in touch with them, visit www.fairbanksakhomes.com. That's how you do it. All right, welcome back to Tundra Talk, everybody. I'm Tyler Friel. Happy today to sit down with, uh, finally, we organized this. I uh, got Adam Owen back over along with Connor Owen and for the first time his wife, Christina Owen. How's it going? Good. It's good. We uh, we've been talking for quite a while because now we're we're really kicking it back. I guess about um, Shit. Kodiak and the the fall yeah. Kodiak trip, right? Was the main. Yeah, it was part of the problems. I've been going down to Oklahoma. Like my mom and dad are like eighty. I'm going to be eighty nine here in July. Yeah, they're still living at home and uh, they're getting by, but they're struggling. So my mom's had some heart issues. So my wife and I've been going down like every. I work two on two off every mm-hmm. week, two weeks. We go down there, so it's been tough to kind of hook up. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, here we are. And he's been going. No, that's not also. That's not true. He's been going to Mexico. Well, Mexico. Yeah. Hawaii. Did you go to Hawaii too this year? No, not this year. 
bummer. Maybe yeah, next bummer. year. Yeah, no, it was a tough year. Yeah, that's right. I've just for the time being, I'm just embracing winter up here and all yeah. the all the stuff we have to do up here. Absolutely, it's been a it's been a pretty mild. It hasn't been too bad this winter. No, it hasn't been. We too had a cold bad. streak for like a couple of weeks, but then now it's been warming up and yeah. fishing's starting to go on. So. I think it's funny, people that don't live up here, they think, oh, Alaska, man, the winters just suck. They're cold and dark, and there's nothing to do. But then you look at our photos that were, you know, snow machining, fishing, skiing, hunting, yeah, glaciers. There's always something to do. Yeah. Yeah. You know? The 40, I just mean, 40 mile two has been going on for oh, God, damn forever. All, yeah. all winter long. There's pretty much been always something to do if you want to uh-huh. get out get out and do it it's yeah it's cold and it's dark but uh if it was if there wasn't something to put up with then everybody would be here that's, that's right true. that's true yeah. so yeah, yeah it's uh you know there there are some people around that, that don't really i guess if you know if you're not into the kind of stuff we like doing you know yeah. then there really might not really might not be too much to do up here so it's amazing what people think of alaska that have never been up here they yeah. still have it in their mind that like, where do you shop? Yeah. Like, what do you mean, where do you shop? At the store. You got stores? Like, the real stores? <laughs> yeah. Really well, do. When we moved up here, the people that were telling me, oh, you're moving to Alaska, you know, being California girl, it was like I was going to some deserted island. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, California especially. They're like, oh, my God. I can't imagine you're going to Alaska. Valley I think girl. the craziest question from Southern California, yeah, your whole yeah. life. Mm-hmm, born oh and man, raised. that had to be quite the yeah. quite the little bit of culture shock, yeah. huh? A little bit. I mean, yeah. we had visited in winter and summer, so I kind of knew what I was oh, getting okay. myself into. Yeah. It was really cool. The first time she came up here to visit, they were dating, so we went down to Clutina, and we got a king charter, you know, for Connor, me, my brother from Georgia, and Christina. <clears throat> so, you know, Con and I are the Alaskans, right? So we're thinking, okay, well, show, the ropes. show them how to yeah. Yeah, show them do how to this, do you know? <laughs> I think the first person to catch a king was her. <laughs> she landed a king. It was awesome. She's like, what, 5'1 or something like five that? 5'2, yeah. 5'2. The king, she was like peeking over the yeah. top of it, you know? <laughs> and then my brother caught one. They're the only two that caught fish, so. No, we, cool. had, we had dropped off in the morning and then fished all day and it was kind of later on towards the float trip she'd never i mean you don't really you know when you're casting for kings you don't throw your pole out there you know it's kind of like a a flossing type thing yeah and uh she would throw it out there and she'd go oh fish on and just be a snag or something and fish on like oh another snag and then this would happen all day so i was fishing and helping her get unsnagged and the guide was kind of helping her and then finally with this one spot and uh there's like a a two foot drop into the river and she's fishing on that drop right there. And she goes, uh, fish on. And then I look over, I'm like thinking it's another snag and her rod's like, Wee! nice. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit, she got a fish. <laughs> yeah. It was a big one. Yeah. yeah it was pretty cool. Yeah. 35 pounds. I think that's awesome. Yeah. Well, and especially in the current down there, oh, man, yeah. that's a lot yeah, of, it's amazing. It's goes so fast. Yeah. That was her true first Alaskan experience. Yep. And then the next, the next time they came up was winter time. Christmas, yeah, it was like forty-two below, and I said, "You guys gonna go do the UAF sign?" All right. So Connor got his board shorts on. She got her bikini, 
and they're standing out there at 42 below. He has her up over over his head, you know, like nice military press thing. Like, I think this, I think this one's going to work out. Yeah, <laughs> for, for those, yeah, those who aren't aware, that's a pretty uniquely Fairbanks thing. Is anytime pretty much 40 below is like the legit yeah. cutoff when you you know the university here. They've got a sign that shows the temperature kind of on the corner, mm-hmm. on the corner of campus, and that's thing. All the I can say that now. All the kids do. Yeah. When it's forty, <laughs> when it's 40 below, our colors go in their you know swim gear and go take pictures in front of it. It's like the forty below club. Yep. Have you done that? You haven't done that. I have not done that. I don't. I would love to see a picture of Tyler out there in his underwear. I mean, at forty below, even if you just like took your shirt off, the this it just your skin just starts stinging oh yeah yeah you know mm-hmm. it's it's uh i think he had like bunny boots on too yeah right? bunny yeah. boots on well so what'd you have to do just go stand outside and i the... stood outside and took a picture with her and then oh oh no okay so we're talking about the same thing yeah, yeah. that's the we're yeah. the 40 yeah. below club yeah. no i don't think i ever actually did it but i've been cold before yeah <laughs> yeah 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 if you lived up here you've been cold that's about it. I've never had a really desire to go do there, it again. There's that and, like, the throw in the pot of boiling water yep. or uh-huh. hot coffee up in the air. Yep. That's yeah. the typical stunt. Seems like that doesn't start getting real good till it's, like, 45 or 50 mm-hmm. below. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And then it just vaporizes as soon as it leaves that, that cup. Yep. What's cool is if you if you can film it slow motion and watch it just kind of curl up there. All the, the droplets of steam pouring yeah. off all the droplets yeah. and they just disappear. Yeah. Yeah, pretty cool. Just don't throw the boiling water on yourself. <laughs> <It's still hot. laughs> haven't done that, but I've heard stories. I actually haven't done the the boiling water thing yet. Yeah. Every time it's it's cold enough to do it, I don't really feel like going outside to do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's a lot of things that people do up here when they come for the first time or just visiting that. Me as an Alaskan, I'm like, oh. people are like the lights are out. I'm like, oh, nice. Cool. Yeah. Well, I was just going to I was you just know? thinking that myself. I was like, oh, I actually saw the lights the first time this winter. Yeah. The other was a couple mornings ago. I got up at like five thirty or six, and they were still yeah. dancing around pretty good. But since I had kids, my sleep schedule has changed. Bedtime's like eight o'clock. <laughs> the northern lights have been crazy the last week or so. I've been seeing a lot of yeah, cool pictures. A lot of good pictures. I told my wife last night. I said, you know, I know a place on the right of way outside of town off Himalaya Drive. You mm-hmm. go up there on the right of way. It overlooks Chattanooga Valley. That'd be a perfect setting for a photo of you and I to go look at Northern Lights. And she's like, all right, let's do it. About 8.30, I'm like, ah, I'm ready to go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, it seems like they typically, it's like that three, 2.30, 3 mm-hmm. o'clock in the morning is yeah. the prime mm-hmm. time for them. Yeah, you got to stay up late to really get the good ones, I think. I mean, Some the- of the best Northern Lights I ever saw in my life, I was going to school at UAF back in the late 80s. I was walking home from the, the library. No. Yeah, back in the <laughs> 1880s, I know. <laughs> And uh, I was walking back from uh, the library to Hess Village where we lived, mm-hmm. and the, the lights, you, you see pictures of the pink ones and yep. everything. Everybody sees the green ones and the yellow ones, but the, these were the really nice pink and some green in there. They were amazing. Yeah. I've never seen them like that since. Yeah. yeah they're the, beautiful. Uh, it's pretty, in, yeah, like I said, it's kind of, it's, I don't really motivate myself intentionally to get out and look at them. But when you do see them, it's still pretty awe-inspiring. I think the best ones ones I ever saw, we were moose hunting. My little brother and my my uncle's kid had got got these any moose tags for out of Minto, Mm -hmm. where you stand in line for two days back when they were doing that. And uh, 
we had shot, he'd shot, um, my uncle's boy had shot one right, you know, in the evening on the river there. And we, uh, we didn't get done cutting that thing up till about, it was about after midnight, like one o'clock in the morning. And then we're thinking, yeah, we still got like six or seven miles, maybe a little more to get to camp. And then yeah. the lights came out and that was the best I've ever seen. I mean, the whole entire That's sky awesome. just like lit it up enough to where we could see the river well enough to run the boat yeah. back to camp wow. at That's yeah. two o'clock in the morning. You got to be away from the city. Yeah. You got to get that light pollution. You can see dustings of them, I think, if you're in town. Mm-hmm. Obviously you can, but if you really want to get, if they're out good, you want to get away from as much light as possible. Yeah. I think if I had family member that wanted to come up here and, and see the Northern Lights, I would, you know, Jack Weekoff. I know a, the name. He's a guy in Wiseman. I know him when I worked at Pump 5, but uh, he kind of does these, these, um, viewings out of Wiseman mm-hmm. at this time of year I'd schedule something and go up there and spend a couple of days up there and make sure he gets a clear night yeah he says that there it's like the epicenter of northern lights yeah that's right southern there. brooks yeah, yeah. So. well I think I think the uh the lodge that whatever that photographer took the 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 post sick the Anwar oh, post yeah. sick made with the yep. northern lights yeah. and all it was at some it was, it was at a photo yeah. a photo lodge about 100 miles in west. the sat well it was like <laughs> yeah. 300 miles away is, yeah. is in the in the on the southern brooks by art villages <laughs> no it was even way over was um, it really way over west of uh battles oh are you kidding me? yeah no way oh over there gosh. yeah it's ridiculous yeah you just do a little sleuthing and so yeah, i didn't figure that yeah. out on my own but some other people are like yeah yeah well i mean it's plain to see most of yep that's yeah. a whole other sidetrack. You so. know, if, if people in the lower 48 want to see what um, Anwar looks like, most of Anwar we're talking about, go to North Dakota. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much the same. A lot yeah. Of yeah. Flat land, not a whole lot to see. Yeah. So. Cold. It's considered a desert, I guess. Yeah. 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 But. Uh, unfortunate things I tell people, well, people always ask, when can, come see, or when can we come see the Northern Lights? I'm like. Well, you got to come in the wintertime. Like, how cold yeah. is it in the wintertime? Like, you're looking at, you know, you want to be prepared for 30 below at least. And like, oh, I don't know if I can do that. I'm like, well, that's all right. And you might be shit out of luck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, they, and it's typically cold nights because, you know, mm-hmm. when it's clear is when it's the coldest. Mm-hmm. And that's when they're out the best. And it's just kind of part of the territory. Yeah, they're really fun until the cold kind of starts setting in. They're not not quite so cool. Yeah. No. <laughs> Yep, I've seen what I need to yep, see. Yep, yep. Okay, been there. <laughs> yeah, you stand outside your car for a little bit, and you're like, okay, I've seen them. Let's yeah. go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> time to leave. But, uh, yeah, so last year, you two drew, Adam and Christina drew yeah. brown yeah. bear tags on Kodiak for last fall. I bet, uh, oh. And it wasn't party. A few years back, you didn't envision you didn't envision yourself going brown bear hunting on Kodiak. No. If you asked me five years ago if I would be hunting, period, I would have said no. But yeah. I love it. It's nice. awesome. And she drew the Delta tag. Some Delta fish. sheet tag. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. She had a good, I mean, you had some good permits. She she drew three good permits last year. She drew the sheep, Kodiak, and then the Kenai uh, goat tag. Mm-hmm. And we did the sheep thing. That didn't work out. We worked hard at it, but that was a tough year. You know, yeah. a lot of, it's weird. That place where we hunted, I've never seen so many hunters in there. I think it's just getting to be so, I don't want to call it a fad, but I think for some people, it's more of a, a notch in their belt. I'm a sheep hunter. Got to go sheep hunting, you know. That's a whole other issue. Uh, whole nother yeah. Story, no, well, I can, I can see that. And it's, you know, eventually it separates. But when you get like 
everybody applies for yeah. that tag. And as far as, and it's just weird as far as seeing people, I don't know if it changes from year yeah. to year who, you know, cause a, lo- a lot of that country is super road accessible. And sometimes, you know, uh-huh. you may go in a very accessible, it's like different schools of thought. Yeah. Sometimes maybe everyone thinks, Oh, I got to go to these harder to get places because I'm going to avoid people. And then everybody ends up there or I'm just going to go to the, Easy you know, spot. drainages right off the road. And yeah, you know, I've been up some of them and not seeing people. And then mm-hmm. I've had that drainage twice before I've drawn that t- tag twice. That's a, 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 I shot my first Ram there. Mm-hmm. And then the second, I never saw another person and I was in there for over a week. And then the second year I went with my, um, number four son and, uh, didn't see anybody. We didn't get a ram. We saw rams, but we didn't see nearly as many rams. That was in 2013. First ram was 2006. And then this year, we thought, okay, we'll, you know, we might see somebody, but probably not. Mm-hmm. And we saw, like, what, three other camps in that drainage. It was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah it's tough. And it's not like, There's not you enough know, sheep in there for that many hunters. No, it's tough. Yeah, it's not like elk or deer hunting. Yeah. In play, you know, a lot of people don't get a lot of times down in the lower 48 areas have a lot higher density of animals yeah. you know they're it's like oh well that one didn't work out let's go just go find another one we'll go find finding another ram sometimes can yeah. be like all right well that's like another several days of walking yeah. type of yeah type Into of deal drainage yeah that's, that's not easy to do yeah it's weird i mean the the first time when i went in there the first time frank drew that tag we i think we saw one other group of guy one other pair of guys and we were laughing because we were in like the primo spot getting ready to move yeah down and cross down into this other valley and they were across the canyon back in the wrong direction where it's like yeah you aren't gonna be uh-huh. finding any rams over there but um then we finally ran into a couple guys on our way out but i think he he told me that one night this last time he had the tag him and carrie had the tag they saw like seven other camps in this one drainage or something oh, yeah. like that yeah i don't think that i, I think that's going to be the trend i really do yeah you know, just more well of course they only give so many permits out so um but but to see that many hunters was just really disappointing yeah you know? when i first and the other question you got to ask yourself when you get a tag like that you do if you do the research you can probably find other drainages that have a higher success rate but better, worse genetics yeah. You know, if you're happy with uh, just a, a legal ram, then we could have gone to different drainage, probably had a chance to see more legal rams. Mm-hmm. And maybe the same amount of hunters, maybe not. Right. But when I drew that, I did, I talked to Fish and Game, and I got all the statistics for like eight years. Mm-hmm. And that was the drainage that had the lowest success rate, but the best, genetics. you know, genetics. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of a trade-off on what you're looking for. It also just goes to show you can draw the tags in the world doesn't mean you're going to be successful or mm-hmm. be by no. yourself you that's know? the big i think yeah. the big yeah. misnomer or whatever that yeah, yeah. people think you it's know. a for sure thing but it's not it's definitely not a for sure thing yeah there are some good opportunities but it yeah stuff weird stuff can happen but mm-hmm. did you have fun it was awesome good. i wouldn't have traded it for anything you gotta jump in here christina <laughs> yeah. we'll take over this thing if you don't just jump in and tell us to shut up yeah <laughs> Yeah, we got her all ready. We got her the boots, and I got her a pack. What, did you have the Stone Glacier pack? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got her a Stone Glacier pack. Those guys hooked her up. They made, like, her a custom belt for her because, oh, nice. you know, she's a teeny, teeny little thing. Yeah. And then uh, got her the clothes and the rain gear. Got some nice Gore-Tex waterproof rain gear. 
<laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> we got her some good rain gear, and uh, you know it was good. She was right behind us the whole time. She did great, man. She really did do good. Mm-hmm. Not one complaint. She was right there with us the whole time. Just keep on moving forward, one yeah. step at a time. Yep, up that's, that mountain. All, that's all you can do. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, and uh, yeah. She's like looking up. I think I see something. I think that's a sheep. It's a rock. It's okay, a, rock. a rock. I've seen a lot of rocks. <laughs> yeah. Later on. I, I think really that's a sheep. I'm pretty sure that's rocks. a sheep. No, that's a rock. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> if you go to the same places long long enough, then you can, you know, and you take yeah. you take someone yeah. else, you go there, oh, I think that's sheep. Nope, that's a rock. I've seen that. I've <laughs> looked, I've but then that. I'll see, sometimes I'll see rocks that I know I've looked at through. Every time I go, uh-huh. I'll, I'll look at the same rock. I, I just got to make sure it's yeah, not a I sheep. Know. That's right. Yeah, there's a lot more white rocks out there than you would think. You'd really be know. surprised. Yeah, you wouldn't <laughs> think there'd be that many white rocks, but there are a lot of white rocks. Yeah, start looking for white things. Yeah, yeah. She did good. I mean, the weather it was off and on. Some nice days, some shitty days. We got snowed on for a day. We still hunted that day, though. Yeah, we had a good stock on a ram. That probably that was the worst weather we were in. I think that mm-hmm. day, and we got we got on this ram. Um. Yeah. And he was, I don't know, I don't think he saw us, but he was looking right at us, but he, we just couldn't make him. Well, we came to the top of this, this yeah. knoll and they dropped their packs and, uh, they were tired and I'm like, well, I'm going to go over here and look in this bowl to see if there's any sheep over there. And we had chased, we, this is a original band of rams that we'd seen on the way in and we, we glassed them from the bottom and we kind of determined there might be maybe one or two legal rams in mm-hmm. there. And then, uh, we're like, well, let's go farther back and we'll see if what's back there. And then. Didn't see anything in the back, so we kind of chased these, the, the first band of rams that we saw. And uh, these guys dropped their pack. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like all right, they're, well, they're not over here, so they have to be in this bowl. And I hiked, like, was it, like 200 yards? Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, shale, steep, sliding. It was wet, snowy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I look over, and there's a bunch in the bottom, and there's just one monarch ram sitting by himself. Way up top. I'm like, is, he's got to be and I, I had my binos on me, but I didn't yeah. have my spotter or anything. So I'm sitting there 200 yards away, waving my hands at him. I'm like, you know, trying not to yell. And this like waving and waving. And then finally, five minutes later, they look over like, oh, Connor's waving. <laughs> like, Get over here right now. I think we're having a snack or <laughs> yeah, something. Yeah, having a yeah. snack. <laughs> What's, he must be cold over there. Yeah, doing jumping, jumping jacks. jacks. <laughs> yeah. But, we put, I mean, he's just like. I just couldn't make him, unfortunately. Yeah. He was a beautiful ram, just wasn't there. No. He was a little out of reach. Yeah, yeah. that's, and that's the toughest thing is when you, because yeah. when you bust your butt and you finally, like, get the chance, you know, and they're right there, it's like, ah, mm-hmm. oh, you want them to be legal so bad. So bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it was, yeah, it was a few, that one up there, the year I killed him, it was after Frank and I went into Delta. I went by myself into the same area. I killed him, but I was like, "All right, weekend trip. If I can, cause mm-hmm. work was busy, and I and my dad needed me to come back." But I'm like, "All right, if I kill Ram this weekend, I'll just. It's going to take me a couple days to get him out, or maybe three days to get him out. But I'll, uh, yeah. I'll be if I don't kill one, I'll be back at work Monday, and mm-hmm. then you know work a little bit, and then go again with Frank, which ended up happening. But it took me a day and a half to walk in and. Right when I got to where I'd start being able to see sheep, fog just like comes shooting up the valleys. Oh yeah, yeah. And so I was it sitting, rolls in so quick. Yep, I was pissed. Yeah, it can go from bluebird to 
to foggy and misty real fast. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, in the kind of gaps, you know, I'd oh, yeah. I'd found one little banana horn way down the hill and look and look. And finally, you know, this, the farther down the ridge I was on top of kind of cleared up. And I see one, see one laying there with my binoculars. I could see horns and see it was like, you know, way bigger body size than the other one. I'm thinking a sign from above that's yeah. my ram you <laughs> yeah. know so yeah. and he just socked right back in so i just and i had hardly any weight i had like 30 pound backpack or yeah. something like that oh, yeah. so i just hoofed it and got there and i was getting close getting close getting close started breaking and and he was like 250 yards away i'd set up the spot and scope and another break in the fog and was feeding right towards me and I'm oh, like, i couldn't i just, couldn't, I just couldn't put any more than seven on him and okay. yeah and seven eights and that was tough but i just had to turn around and walk, walk back away. up yep. and set up the tent woke up there were six inches of snow was it was it foggy when you were spotting them was yeah. there sun out no sun. Uh, yeah there was a little tiny breaks here and there but i was basically looking at him from 200 yards and breaks in the fog oh, yeah. and it just couldn't you yeah. know i could have just you know i had the rifle he could have just got behind the gun and shot him yeah. but i yeah could better off it's you know it's never it's never it's never worth it. It's not worth it at all. You know, you think ah, I'm going to take a chance, especially if you're if you haven't done it before. You and you, you've been dreaming of. You've read all the books, Tony Russ and all that thing. And you like me, I'd get, wake up at two in the morning. I hadn't even gone sheep hunting when I decided I want to be a sheep hunter and try it. The more I got into it, the more obsessed I became with it. And I was waking up to go to the bathroom at two in the morning, and I couldn't go back to sleep. My wife was like, "You got to." Go see somebody, man. <laughs> Something's wrong with you. <laughs> yeah. You know, so you're all amped up to go on the sheep hunt. And if you get one um, that's so close, I could see guys saying, screw it. I think it's going to, they make it legal. Oh, yeah. When it's not legal. Yeah. Which, I mean, that was like some of the first advice that I ever got is yeah. from my uncles. If, he's like, if you, have, if you have to try to make the horns grow, he's not legal. It's don't, not legal. Don't shoot him. And that's like what we it. saw when we were out there, too. Yeah. I mean, they're just barely yeah. there and it's uh-huh. and it's tricky because i think there there's i mean the biggest quantity of of rams you're going to see that are legal are going to be pretty close mm-hmm. so it you know yeah. and there's some like there's certainly people that let legal ones pass which is better than than just being a little jumpy on the trigger and shooting ones that aren't but you gotta go with the the, le- the level you're comfortable with yeah. i guess yeah you're yeah. trying to say but you know, eventually it's like, eh, you can be a little more confident. I'm always nervous, though. I am, too. Even Unless they're, unless they're ones like, you know, that broomed one or that one over the, It always makes me nervous. Yeah. <laughs> you never know. Like that one we got two years ago. We looked at that ram for, like, four days, but more looked, or less. We looked at him from a, long a mile away, away yeah. you know, because yeah. we couldn't. They were stuck back up in this drainage. We just couldn't get any closer to them. Yeah. And then they would... They would come down the drainage and feed, and then go right back to the back and sit on this, this uh, this knob right in the middle of this, right in the middle of the drainage in the back, and you just couldn't, you couldn't get, get in. Yeah, you couldn't yeah. get in on them. So, so, yeah, we had to wake up at three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, well, fog was coming in the night before, and we were we could either go in that night and stay there, or just wake up early in the morning, go up and play the, the wind, you know. And that's what we decided to do. It worked out good. And then when he came out. You know, by then we kind of knew their pattern. He came out with the rest of his buddies. Like sun was it, sun was on him. Mm-hmm. You know, he was three hundred yards away. You, you you could tell then for sure he was a legal ram. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, because I, I looked at him like I, he's legal. I, yeah, you know, and I, I was like, here, you look at him. He's like, yeah, he's legal. Yeah, and then right before he shot, he's like, are you sure? I'm like, shoot him, he's legal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it also it does yeah. it helps to have it helps to have a hunting partner who isn't the one shooting the sheep verify. Yeah, you know, I was like, all right, they're not quite as invested. We got Spider Man coming out here or something, my little boy. <laughs> but uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it was good for her to break in, you know, her first uh, hunting experience up in the mountains like that. Because I'd, you know, I haven't shot a moose, and I think Frank shot his first moose this past year, right? No, he'd shot or he'd shot he? another one before, yeah, he? yeah. But, but I mean, if if you compare all the animals that I've hunted versus the times we've gotten actually moose hunting has been, yeah, I don't moose hunt that often. I'd yeah. rather be for me personally, I'd rather be up in the mountains. But it, so it was good for her to get out there and experience, you know. I don't want to say moose hunting is not hard, but because it is hard in its own right. But to get out there and work and have to get up every day and hike and you know, the it's just a, yeah, but you it. kind of just get used to it. I mean, the first couple of days are hard. Your body hurts. You're mentally tired. You're like, I don't even know if I really want to do this. But a couple of days in, you're like, this is great. I'm away from everything. All I can do is just eat and hike and watch animals. And mm-hmm. it's, I tend to stay at the. I, do I really want to be doing this? <laughs> no, that's yeah, that's awesome. It's a totally unique experience. So that yeah, it had to be. Yeah. I'm glad you had fun and and enjoyed it. Like I attitudes am, a lot. I am too, to do man. It, it would have been yeah. really disappointing. She's like, sheep hunting sucks. I'm like, well, you know, it makes me want to do it again, knowing yeah. that I yeah. didn't get something last time. Like it just gives me that more motivation to do it again. Yeah. Yeah, and when she do that, she had like an awesome support group too. Like I hate to say support group, but like you know Tana, her and Tana were always uh, oh nice talking to each other, and you know she's like Tana was feeding her information and advice and and what to do and, and encouragement too because she was you know scared shitless because she didn't know what to expect. You know, I was like there might have you know because I had never been up there. I was like yeah. we might have to cross some rivers. We're gonna be on a glacier, and you know that you know that's always kind of daunting for someone that's never really done something like that. Yeah, so. Well, yeah. it's still it's still daunting even when you have it. I mean, I it's a big it's a big undertaking for sure. Yeah. You know what really impressed me too is is when we were after that ram we just talked about that um, wasn't legal, and we decided we're done hunting. We've been up here a week. There's too many hunters. We're going to bail out of here. And we go down the valley, and you turn around, and you look back up to where we were. It's like holy crap man that is way up there yeah way up there i think we were up at yeah. 6500 feet that's high yeah. it's pretty high yeah. yeah yeah we did that in an afternoon when you're up there you think oh yeah we're up the mountain you know but when you get down below and you look up there it's like good lord or you look or you get a spot where you can look all like way you know mm-hmm. a couple miles down to where you came from and you're like yeah we yeah. Actually, actually are making some yeah. progress <laughs> yeah, yeah we came from the back all the way to the front in what yeah. four hours or something yeah. like that yeah the bad thing about getting high up that is there's always another ridge that you see. And you're like, hmm, I wonder what's oh, over that ridge. false summit. Yeah. <laughs> what's yeah. over that? What's in that drainage over there? And then my curiosity goes wild, and then I, it just itches at me. I'm like, I have to see what's over there. I have to see what's over see, there. See, when we're hunting together, and he's like, what do you think's over that ridge, Dad? Like, go, like, find- go you check it out and let me know. <laughs> I'll be right here. Last time you did that, I shot my sheep. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. 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 I wasn't there for it, man. It really pissed me off. I wanted to be there for that first ram. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Sorry. I'll That's come okay. You, I'll come don't, yeah. Time. Don't yeah. do that. Shoot it. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll look at the pictures. Yeah. 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 Heck yeah. So, yeah. So after, after that was all done, it was yeah. kind of getting geared up from Kodiak. How was 
It was. It, it was, was fun. very different than sheep hunting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How'd you feel? How'd you feel going into that? I mean, definitely a different. I was more afraid of just being in an area where there are a bunch of big bears mm-hmm. than anything else, really. I mean, I've seen pictures, and I mean, there's not many stories that you hear people getting mauled by bears all the time, but you know, it's always in the back of your mind. But I knew that I was with these two, and you know, nothing would be. And they're slower. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're always a lot slower when you're carrying all the weight. So. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they when do I. Help out with that. Years ago, when I moved back up here to Alaska, I was telling this story the other day. There was a guy I knew, and he drew a tag. And he's looking for somebody to go to Kodiak. And I, I didn't really know the guy. That was a big part of it. But um, he asked me, he knew I hunted, but I, you know, I wasn't never been to Kodiak but in my mind I'm thinking you know Kodiak there's bears bears everywhere you know big bears and so he's like would you you want to go with me and I'm like you know yeah I don't no I don't I don't think I'm gonna do it you know and a lot of it was because weather sucked I had new in the job but I just didn't know what to expect and that's a big part of it but yeah. once you go there and you realize for the most part and and the more you go you realize that you know, every bear is different and it's all generalities, but for the most part, they don't want to have anything to do with you. Yeah. You know, they really don't. Mm-hmm. And if they can get away from you, they will get away from you mm-hmm. unless you spook them or if they're, or, or they're on a, you know, a food cache or you got cubs involved. Then or you're doing something real stupid, yeah. dumb, really yeah. stupid. Yeah. Like leaving your pistol on the beach when you should have it on you. <laughs> you turn around as a bear right behind you. Not being, you know, being not being careful with your garbage. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You just play by some basic rules, and for the most part, you're going to be fine. Yeah, really. You know, it's going to be actually harder to find them than you think. Yeah, I because I went there with the ex- expectation. I, you always have expectations when you go somewhere, but I went there with the expectation that you know it was fall. We when you go in the November. Mm-hmm. When in November, I was like, you know, they're going to be down low looking for food and we flew into this lake that was a uh, that's uh stocked with salmon it's not stocked but it's, it it has yeah. salmon that runs through it right and um so i'm like okay that's that's good that plays in our advantage so we know they're going to be down low looking for salmon and we'll be able to see them on the hillside and when that's just because there's no leaves on the on the brush does not mean you cannot see anything yeah or you can see things because yeah. Thank it's God so they thick, were coming low because we would never see them in the brush. Never yeah. see those freaking I mean, things in the brush. When we saw a bear, it would go maybe 20, 30 yards into the brush and it's gone. Gone, yeah. yeah not even that. It would go feet into the brush and it's gone. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't see like that one that you ended up taking. The first time we saw it, it went into the brush. I'm like, like within a few feet. Disappeared. It was disappeared, yeah. yeah. We waited there all day. We're like, it's yeah. going to come out. Yeah, well, and then no. they've got just these, like, basically tunnels in a lot of mm-hmm. spots where the alder and, like, real in that, you know, whether it's a salmonberry brush or whatever it is, it's just real thick. Yeah. I mean, they've got, like, tunnels yeah. Go, yeah. that beat down trails. They just go in there and they could be, you know, they could walk a mile back there and not make a sound. And yeah. they know exactly which, which tunnel goes which direction. They, mm-hmm. It's like streets to those guys. Yeah. You know, but it was good. We flew in uh, with Willie, um, and uh, you know we had some encouraging stuff. And he's like, "Yeah, people usually pull bears out of here. I mean, they're not big bears, but they're bears, you know." And uh, that was our whole thing. You know, we didn't want to get 
you know, it would always be nice to get like a 10-foot bear, nine-and-a-half-foot bear, but we just want to get a good Kodiak representation of a of a brown bear, and uh, we were happy with the tag that we drew. So we flew in there, set up the set up the Arctic oven. We had rented a um, a Zodiac yeah. for the time we were there with a little 10-horsepower, 9-horsepower Yeah, you motor. could almost buy one for what they cost to I rent. Mm. They're expensive. Yeah, but that thing was a safe It was race. worth it. Absolutely oh, yeah. needed it, yeah. Yeah. And we set up camp, and that first night, she was the first one that spotted bears. She spotted uh, nice. a sow with two cubs, and then um, they came out of the thick, and they were walking the beach line, um, kind of kitty corner across the lake from us, and then she disappeared. And then uh, like two hour, like in two hours, like an hour later, we see her on the far side of the, of the lake, just sprinting, just full up gallop, sprint, sprint, sprint. She stand up, look behind her get back down and make sure her cubs are there and then sprint, 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 sprint for like another hundred yards, stand up, look behind her. And I'm like, something's, something spooked her. There's something mm-hmm. on her. And five minutes later, sure shit, this, another boar, this boar comes right behind him and he's, wasn't sprinting, but he had, he was he walking was with a purpose. Yeah. He had definitely had a purpose. Yeah. So that was encouraging. And then mm-hmm. we woke up the next morning and, um, and kind of went to the knoll where we saw that sow came out, kind of where he was. And, uh, he was, we had like two minutes before he, he, he didn't bust us, but before you, yeah. The, yeah, yeah, we didn't see him much. Our original plan was to go there and I had the Arctic oven so we could use that as like a base camp and mm-hmm. go back to get warm. But I, I have a, um, a big Agnes, uh, Royal flush three is it's a two, it's a three man, but it's, you know, two men, two men like a three, three men who like each other a lot. Yeah. <laughs> a lot. Yeah, I mean, so the the plan was to set up on a ridge and just glass, you know, into some of these valleys and look for, for bears and decide if mm-hmm. there's one we could find that we wanted to go after. But um, two things. It was freezing. It was really cold then in Kodiak. I was there the year before mm-hmm. hunting deer, and it wasn't anywhere near that cold. Yeah. So that, you know, wasn't it didn't encourage us to, to stay on that plan. The other thing is we saw the bears on the lake, so yeah. we thought, well. And scent, too, I think. One of our buddies uh, yeah. advised that, you know, that's the worst thing you do is get up and start walking around that lake looking for bears because you're just going to be spreading your scent around. And yeah. anything that's in there, you're going to bust them out and they're, yeah. they're not going to want to come back. So, Yeah, those bears that get, especially bears that get hunted, man, they're spooky. Mm-hmm. They're, they're smart and they're spooky and they don't want, I mean, yeah, no. seen, you hear, yeah. everybody's got stories about bears cutting their tracks from two days before and just turning around and walking. Yeah, mm-hmm. never see them. So. walking back the other way yep. but yeah that's that's always kind of a seems like a challenge especially if you haven't hunted a particular spot and it always makes me a little nervous not knowing you know like you have how you think it's going to work out and how you think you're going to approach it but you know needing to be needing to be flexible too yeah everything everything can change you go in with a with a plan but that's all it is is a plan and once you get there you kind of decide okay do we want to stick with this and what do you think, you know? But we're having, we got the tent set up, the Arctic oven. I tell you what, that Arctic oven makes a huge difference. That thing was a lifesaver. I would have been in a different different state of mind if that wasn't around. You got some notes there from your little... Oh, yeah. That Arctic, I tell you what, the Arctic <laughs> oven, though. I mean, just to be warm at night. Because uh-huh. Connor's boots were frozen the second day we woke up. Yeah, water was freezing our outside. Mm-hmm. We kept it outside. Yeah. So. Oh, my little boy's note, he wants to be a podcast helper. So. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. 
Oh, that's cute. How old is he? He's five. He's five. Not quite there yet. Almost. Yeah, he's yeah. he's pretty good. We do every once. I'll do do. I haven't published any. We do every once in a while. We'll sit down and do you really? He tells me hunting stories for a few that's minutes. Awesome. So. That's so cute. Hopefully, you record those and save them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we yeah. record them and yeah. yeah. He, uh, I'm like trying to a total sidebar, but I'm like, man, I need to start like a kids hunting podcast and do it with him or something like so. There's People on YouTube making millions of dollars That's opening, opening toys and I know. silly stuff like that. You yeah. know, it's like, how do I get a cut of that? Get some kids on <laughs> I'm here. I'm doing the wrong, I'm on the wrong program. That's right. Exactly. If you get some kids on here and have them tell their story through their eyes, that'd be actually that'd pretty be cool really to listen cool. to, you know? Yeah. You know, it wouldn't even have to be very long, you know, yeah. like a 20, 30 minute That's about all deal. the attention. Yeah. The attention uh-huh. would be. <laughs> we could pre prep so not all of these stories are, are maybe true. factual. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but um we took the uh I got a wood stove and a propane stove for that Arctic oven. We kinda went back and forth on whether or not to use wood or or propane. I think maybe it was Nick that said, you know, anything you can do to eliminate scent, eliminate scent. And if you're cooking wood not that bears don't know what wood smoke smells like, but it's just another Another, you know, indicator that something's a little different. For Might him, not so. be. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's. I don't know if it makes a difference or not, though, to be honest with you. Yeah. That's one of those, one of those, like, forever universal questions. Yeah. Like, like is, like is, like is piss, piss, or. Yeah. I know. Can they, you know. Do they know that it's yours? Or yeah. do they just think it's piss? You yeah. Know? I don't, I. Or do they, like, if you, like, I've, I've hunted with guys and I'm like, let's make a. Let's make a, a fire. Fire? We're hunting. I'm like, well, yeah. Animals know what wood smoke smells like. It's not yeah. like they're going to oh, somebody's camping over there. We better <laughs> yeah. leave the country. To them, I think it's yeah. just wood smoke, you know? And it's not, it's not, yeah, not necessarily an indicator of, right. of danger. I mean, well, in the interior, I mean, critters are smelling wood smoke all the half time. Half the year or so. Yeah. 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 If you're burning plastic or something in there and burning your, your uh, mountain house, you know, containers and stuff. Maybe they'll smell that and think, yeah, could but. be. And then it's all almost. I mean, like I know guys were bear, you know, and bear baiting's a little different, or for black bears anyway, can be a little different. You know, guys like, oh, I never shot a bear without a cigarette hanging out of my mouth. You know, or, <laughs> yeah. or yeah. so. Yeah, well, yeah, I've been on bait stands where bears have. have um, that reminds me of a shit my pants story too, but. Oh. <laughs> um, if you're still doing those. Oh, yeah. So. We, we're going enter- to, we can entertain one of those later. Yeah. <laughs> so, where bears have been there in, in, like I have like a um, distress call. Mm-hmm. And they don't even look up. You know, I'm just like, rah, rah, rah. And yeah. there's, they don't even look up. They don't care. You know, they didn't yeah. care. Not on that, not that time. Yeah. You know. Whereas it's hard to tell, maybe another bear would look up and be spooked by it. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah, I mean, I've heard. I think it that's pretty situational too. I think yeah. sometimes they'll come come running in. Sometimes they're indifferent. Sometimes it'll scare them. Yeah, yeah, just depends. But yeah, I, well, I was going to say too. I heard or one guy had emailed in a, quite a while back saying he uses a lot of times dura logs uh-huh. in this wood stove. You know, goat hunting or something where. There's not a lot of wood around if it can facilitate, you know, packing. Yeah. You know, you can break them up or whatever. And they said it gets quite a bit of, was saying they get quite a bit of burn time out of them. Yeah. But it's, 
it's not necessarily a keep the fire rolling the whole time, but yeah. you know, if yeah. you need to warm up, you can dry off some clothes or something. Yeah. yeah. That's just secondhand info for, yeah. for me. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so we brought the wood or the propane stove in there and then uh, stayed nice and dry. We had two tanks of propane, which I'm glad we had because it was cold enough to where we used them. Yeah. And then, uh, when did we shoot her bear? The second, third day? Third day. Third day. Third day. Yeah. We had woken up and then, uh, Started ripping across the lake, and we looked over to where we saw that first bear that first day that got the spook on us, and then um, he was in the same exact spot. Mm-hmm. Hadn't gone anywhere. I just maybe just fish. Which I, I think what I thought started thinking about it was that the fish and the or the tide of not the tide of the uh, this Jed, yeah, <laughs> the uh, the way the the lake was pushing the. Uh, the fish, the dead fish that were floating, was pushing that, them in that back that in that cove, bay, yeah. back in that cove over there. So that's kind of where like a big population of the um, of the fish were kind of hanging out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. not freezing outside. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if that was the case or if that bear. Just, another thing we talked about was maybe they kind of know like, okay, this this part of this lake is my domain my domain yeah kind of stay away from this area and other bears kind of stay away mm-hmm. i don't know i don't know you either know. and it could have been that sow in that area i don't i don't know right i mean because it didn't offer a lot of cover they had that one hill but the hill was only a couple hundred yards high yeah you know so i just thought maybe the the way that the the lake was pushing in the wind the, the way the wind was blowing was pushing all the fish kind of in that area so they could eat all of the the dead fish on the lake yeah and um and uh but i mean it worked out well yeah well it, when we saw that bear we we're we we're uh, actually headed to go across the lake to go with our original plan to get up on that ridge on the other side of the mm-hmm. lake we saw that bear so we we cut the engine and got onto the shore behind to where the bear couldn't see us <clears throat> and got our gear all ready and Christine, you ready? She shook yeah. her head, kind of. Yeah. Well, he, he <laughs> Tell us what was going through your mind. Um, I want first. I want to hear your version. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Tell, yeah. You can tell your version. So I said, okay. jump in. See, we get all wrapped up in this. Well, we get to the spot to you know where the bears at. Get kind of situated, and you know I'm getting in position, but my scope kept fogging, and so Connor was right next to me, and he's like. Uh, you know, cleaning the lens, and we'd wait and wait, and it'd fog again. Clean the lens, and, and I'm telling her, breathe out the side of your mouth, like breathe out the side yeah. of your mouth. She's like, I am. I'm like, no, you're not. I can see your breath. <laughs> yeah, when it's cold, you can. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm like yeah. trying to plug her nose, and, like... <laughs> and I can't wink or like shut one eye, so oh. I have to like manually do it and so i had like my it's the funniest thing <laughs> <laughs> it's the funnest thing to try to get her hey week can't do no, it can't right? do it yeah and so i like had my beanie over my eye and my hand was numb because i didn't have my glove on so i could shoot and yeah i was just i was trying to calm myself down finally i felt like that situation was really good for me because the bear stood in one spot for a while, or at least was covered up at, in the trees. In the trees, He's at, up in the alders for a little bit for yeah. a while, so that I could like calm down and gain my breath and just kind of relax. And before I could take my shot, and um, he came down from the alders and was walking on the shore and hundred and 
90 yards yeah, away. Yeah, 185 yards. Yeah. Was when I took my shot, and then he fall, Adam followed up right next to me, and we went. It, I would say it. Well, he went like 10 yards up, and the alders rolled back down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or nice. she did. She did. Yeah. Yeah. Was it he? It was a he. It was a boar. It was a boar. Yeah. Yeah. It was a boar. And so when we came up on it, and we started uh, skinning it out and everything, I was like, I was thinking to myself, well, you know, this is my, besides my archery kill in the spring, like, this was my first kill with a rifle. I don't think I'm that good of a shot, but then when we were skinning it out, our our bullet holes were right, right next, next to each other. other. Yeah. Yep. Nice. And what do you, I think, was it a 708 you were shooting? 30 out 6. 30 out 6, that's 180 right. 180 grain. Yeah. 180 grain, 30 out 6. Nice. Because I didn't fill, I have a 300 wind mag, and I just didn't fill. I wanted her to be more comfortable with uh, the rifle and being in that situation. I want her to think about the shot rather than the recoil. So. Oh, yeah. So I have a Tika 30-06, and it has a limb saver on it, and uh, she's really comfortable shooting that. So I'm like, screw it. You're going to take this thing. You Heck, know? yeah. Yeah. And no, 30-06 with 180s, and it's a, mm-hmm. and a good bullet. It's plenty of, plenty not, of gun. Yeah. He didn't go anywhere. He just went. He ran 10 yards, like I said, 10 yards up in the allers and rolled back down. You know, nice. It was a great shot. And yeah. We, uh, Beautiful bear. Yeah, it was I super love blonde. I on that bear. I nice. thought it was a. I thought it was a sow because What's the what is the name we call that? Uh, ombre. Ombre. Mm-hmm. We walk up. She goes, "Oh, it's got this beautiful ombre coat." I'm like, "What? What is it ombre?" Fades. <laughs> it fades from blonde to brown to darker brown. It's, it's gorgeous just though. So yeah. pretty. It's very beautiful. Yeah. I'm excited to get it back. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, so. the hides are typically on those brown bears are a lot more consistent in the fall, especially like mm-hmm. those later Kodiak hunts. You know, if you get into late October, November, they're actually priming up. Mm-hmm. They're not, yeah. you know, you don't have all sort of rubbed bears and stuff like no. that that you do in the spring. Hers Some was actually much nicer than the one that I shot. Yeah. The quality was really thick. The winter coat was well-established and those long guard hairs. It was a beautiful bear. Yeah. yeah. Mine was still, felt like it was still just starting getting it. Interesting. Pretty, yeah. like, the, the under fur was still yeah. coming in and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah, it wasn't and there they, at all. That bear, well, both the bears stunk to high heaven. Oh, oh yeah. 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 That, like, nose-burning, rotten salmon. Yeah, they're oh. nasty. I yeah. thought, because I had, the day before when we had, uh, that one gave us a slip, but we were fishing kind of where we had the Zodiac, and I, I caught a couple fish in there, a couple salmon, and um, I thought it was the salmon on, on my gloves. And then... We go and smell the hides, and they were just my clothes, boots. Yeah, everything smells like fish. Everything, yeah. everything you touch. Yeah. yeah. Our rain gear, my rain gear still still smells like fish. It's absolutely rancid. Yeah. It's disgusting. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's tough to get, get rid of that. I, the worst one I ever smelled would have been, we didn't kill him on the whale, but you know, he had been eating <laughs> on this rotten whale. Yeah. You could smell it. Yeah. They're yeah. Gross. I mean, like. They roll in that stuff. Oh, yeah. They, they just love it. love it, man. Yeah. It was so bad that Flesh and I use a, like a homemade ulu to flesh those. Yeah. Or or I use a draw knife, too, but I was using it, my ulu to flesh those, and I use like epoxy to keep them, or did anyway, that one in the antler handle. I yeah. Made. And uh, that's what I used to. That stuff thing. was so nasty. Just the fat, you know, mm-hmm. you could smell it just burn your nose like curl your nose hairs and i left i didn't like clean my ulu off you know i just kind of wiped it off and set it 
there the next morning it had eaten through the epoxy Are you serious? oh my god oh my i picked god. it up and the blade just like fell that's out it's crazy. Just, that's how pungent and nasty that that's stuff really was. nasty yeah i use an ulu too when i flush yeah, yeah i like it i that's how use a, a, a saw blade for the yep yeah that's what i got one of the old uh the old antique hand saw like crosscut saw. crosscut yeah. hand saws that um you can tell mm-hmm. like the the whole blade's tempered. You got it when you mm-hmm. wobble them. It's kind of like the play in the saw, like wah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, they're nice. Yeah. yeah, Skip taught me how to do that and how to make them. An old Eskimo lady had taught him how to use them. You have like a moose uh, antler. For yeah, the handle. antler. Yeah. I think one. Well, yeah, I've got a few different handles I've gone through over the years, and um, yeah. but I have, I may, I typically I have a few different ones i've gone through but the ones i currently have are like a a big one like a real big one and then a real little one yeah and i use that little one all the time i mean even, do you really even fur animals like i'll do any everything i do the faces with that because i have a lot better control over it yeah yeah and uh you know like a, dr- a big draw knife i have no control yeah on i don't know how to use a draw knife at all i have a couple but i don't know how to use them very well yeah it's uh and there's different techniques, you know, we're you know, getting sidetracked. Into I know, a little bit, sorry. Pudding, but, <laughs> yeah, it's, you yeah. know, you can you can cut or put, you're either cutting the flesh off or you're pushing it. Right. And kind of depends on the critter and the application. Yeah, because um, you, can t- you can go right through real quick. Oh, yeah. Real yeah. quick. But, anyway, that's like, I took actually, I actually took uh, I took it out there on that Kodiak hunt. And oh, I found nice. And I found a nice... Log. 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 Yeah. And flesh those out there. Nice. It's yeah. helpful. I've, Makes I've, a big difference. I've often said next time I go to the peninsula or something, I'm going to yeah, I'm gonna bring, you know, whether it's a piece of heavy PVC or something to facilitate making a flesh and beam on a log. I mean, I've, on uh, some bear trips in the interior, I've I've made a flesh and beam, just chainsawed a drift log mm-hmm. flesh and beam and used a ulu to flesh black bears and stuff. And, yeah. it, and it works. It's, it's just helpful if you can bring a little salt and you can get them totally prepped right a that you cut like three quarters of the weight that's especially true. on a fall bear uh, yeah exactly because they have so much fat those things them. are yeah those fall bears they're it's amazing how much fat is on those bears oh yeah. i mean it's just like inches thick yeah it's crazy it they really say is. that stuff's like really good when it's i imagine when it's bear blueberries yeah, yeah <laughs> like that salmon. Salmon. no kidding we spent quite a bit of time you know because we saw that bear one day we didn't get it because it went back in the brush right and then we looked at it the the next day is when you end up taking it. But we, you know, judging those bears, that I I guess like anything, the more you do it, the better you get at it. But you know, we looked at all the qualities you want to look at, mm-hmm. and um, you know, as a matter of fact, when that bear went up in the brush, I could see it. I had a shot on it, but she she couldn't see it. And I'm just in my mind, I'm thinking maybe she's just gonna say. Go ahead and take it out. Just take it. Because I was ready to pull the trigger on that bear. She's like, no way. She waited and waited. I was like, no, this is my time. Like, Sorry. This is set out for me. I'm going to do this. Nice. Yep. Don't. Yeah. Yeah. But even when we came up on the bear, like, I I looked at it. I was like, it was way bigger. But, I mean, when you stretch it out and all that. Because it was curled up in a little ball when when we found it. Yeah, those things there. I mean, when it was walking, it's, you know, wobbling back and forth, just big old head, no neck. Yeah. It squared out almost eight foot. Yeah. So. And you try to compare them to, like, logs and stuff on the beach, and you're, like, 200 yards away, you're like, that's a big tree. 
that's yeah. a big tree over there. Like, so that must be a big bear. But then you go there, like, the tree's not as big as I thought it was. was yeah. Like, yeah. My scope. Yeah. It's yeah. difficult, and it, ta- yeah, it takes yeah. it takes some time. There's, to do. Yeah, you look know, at a lot of bears. Yeah, there's some yeah. folks who are really good at judging them, and they can just, from a mile away, be like, nah, it's not. Guides. But, but it's, yeah, know. guides that do it all the time. But it's, yeah. yeah, it's it's tricky, and it's a little bit perishable, you know, not to say you forget how to do it, but it takes a little bit of a. Yeah. Well, they give you that book, you know, when you when you go get your tag. They mm-hmm. give you a book that goes through, you know, judging, judging. bears. Yeah. Males, females, and mature and immature bears. And that was a mature bear as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. It was a good bear. Yeah. yeah. Who cares? Yeah. Who yeah. cares? Ultimately, you know, the whatever. The tape's just a number. That's you know? true. That's it's true. The, the bear, you, a legal bear and the bear you want to get. You go back to all your really friends matters. in California, they're not going to say, yeah, I don't know if I'd have yeah. taken that bear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I posted on social media and everyone's like, oh my gosh, you did that? I'm like, yeah. That's and then awesome. the next question is, did you eat it? Or like, no. You gosh, I can no. only sit. What I'm going to do is I'm going to save some of the fat. And anyone that asks if you eat it, I'm going to send them a little piece of meat or fat. Like, you try would it. you eat this? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's... Well, it was infested with trichinosis too. Yeah, yeah which yeah. Yeah. even that one, and then like a lot of different worms, like they, oh, uh, parasites. You yeah. know, I'm well. A couple of the interior bears I've tried to cook and just cooking them. It's I tried them, but uh, just I haven't met one that. Not to say there can't be some brown bears or grizzly bears out there that are just fine to eat, but I think they're they're just. And I'm sure I've said it before. I think they're just a lot more volatile. And less consistently good than, bla- than black bears, you know. Absolutely, I think if you if you had an empty freezer and you're going into, you know, the winter and you absolutely had to have some meat and that's the only meat you got, then maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe. Uh, not the ones I've tried. I yeah. couldn't eat them; they're yeah. bad. But uh, yeah, it's yeah. So people just people just don't understand, and it goes back to the thing, you know. Oh well, it's is it really wasting me it's being consumed by something it's you know it's is it any more of a waste than it's managed bears if if you're you know if you're not killing some of these bears then you you know there's going to be x amount that are dying natural causes killing each other absolutely but it's, it's a little bit arbitrary what it all boils down to i mean well no one understands too if they don't do their research that you know boars are gonna kill the females to get to kill the cubs. cubs. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Oh, yeah, and they kill a lot of them. Yep. They kill the cubs to get to the females. Mm-hmm. Kill the cubs to get that female back into heat so that they yeah. can breed. Yep. It's and as a matter of fact, the bear that I shot, the day... Was it the next day, Connor? It was the next day. It was day. literally the next day. It was That literally. bear was gone. Another wow. bear came and drug it off on the brush. Wow. So, yeah. the very next day. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we did shoot your bear the next day. Yeah. Yep. It had snowed that these, night. These it guys was were taking a, These guys were taking a rest day. Oh. Connor was out there killing fox, you know. <laughs> I couldn't shoot anything. Yeah, he was just, and he was out there doing what Connor does, you know. He's out in the blizzard fishing, <laughs> hunting fox, looking for deer. I'm, been, I'm on the sap phone in the Arctic oven, you know, with a nice and toasty in my socks, you know, drinking coffee. And bear, I hear off in the distance, bear. <laughs> no, we were we were hanging out by the Arctic oven, and I had we had there was a fox down by the Zodiac. It was like fifteen yards away. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna shoot up my bow. So I'll go get my bow. He comes he comes out, and I got my Crocs on, and uh, I start walking up. And I mean, he kept on like moving farther farther away. He got up in the brush, and I disappeared. And 
I came out with the fox. My dad was like, I don't think you're going to get that fox. I'm like, thanks for the confidence. <laughs> and where's the patch kit for the yeah. Zodiac? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah, so I got the fox, and I was skinning him. I was skinning the fox out, and these guys, it started snowing on us. Like yeah, blizzard. snowing hard. Really, like a hard blizzard. Light out. And I think that's that blizzard what is what saved us with with that bear with your bear. You at think? Least. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Because once I got done with the fox, I walked like uh, I was walking like a half mile away to go dump the fox in the in the trees, and um, it was snowing, and it stopped snowing for like a minute or two, and all the way on the other side of the lake, I see this bear just trotting. So I pull my binos out because I thought it was a sow, uh-huh. originally the same sow, because right. she'd been hanging out, and um, I look up and he's by himself, and I'm like, I got I got my my rubber rain gear on my boots on and i'm like trying to run down this beach with rocks and yeah you know it's i'm yelling bear 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 and then finally they, you know they stick their head out and i thought they were just like i don't know what you guys thought but i just continued yelling bear well, well and then i came like you is he on, getting chased he was on the phone and i was like connor says there's a bear over there and by the time he had come back to the tent we were just getting our gear I'm on like, <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> a bear over there we gotta go yeah yeah so we we loaded up we loaded up real quick i didn't even have my rain gear no she's putting a rain gear on in the boat yeah but zipping over across the across the uh the lake it was still blizzarding out so we couldn't see 100 yards in front of us and my and we were like this is perfect because kind he disguised your movement yeah. yeah and then my dad was like well he's gonna hear us i'm like I bet this bear hears planes every single day, and a boat is not going right. to be any different than a plane is. Yeah. But we parked, I think we loaded the Zodiac maybe almost a mile. No, was it a no, mile? No, maybe half a mile from where, you know, well, we couldn't see the bear, but we beached the boat, and then we we went up a little ways and found a good place to get set up and just waited mm-hmm. at that point, because he had been he was headed our way around the, the lake. And sure enough, he showed up, he came around the corner, and maybe 200 and... 50 yards or so at that point. And he kept on walking, yeah. Then he walked up in the bush. I'm like, God dang it, man. I hope he comes back out. And he did. Nice. You know, he had a little detour there and he came back out. But he was walking. You know, you want the broad, classic broadside shot and everything. But that wasn't going to happen because he was walking straight at us, basically. Yeah, so I waited. He was towards us. Yeah. And so I can't remember what the distance was when I decided to pull the trigger. Well, it was like 165. What? 165? I was range finding it because you were spotting. And yeah. 165. 165 he was it. set up down on the beach. There was a tree that hung out, and I was I was rested over this tree. And so um, I think I said ready or something like that. Well, I yeah. told you. I'm like, I'm ready. Shoot whenever you're ready to go. Yeah. And so I just center punched him right down the chest, and he nice. turned, and Connor hit him right, right behind he the shoulder. Tr- yeah, he didn't go. He went zero. Yeah. He dropped like a bag of rocks. Yeah. Yeah, Right down. Right on the beach. Yeah. Which is perfect because then you just pull the Zodiac Yeah, go down and get the Zodiac. That's exactly what we did. Yeah. 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 And then we we, we, uh, fleshed him out and took the hide off. That took quite a bit. He was bigger bear. He was... 13 feet. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, He was like eight and a half. Yeah. We measured him. Yeah. Yeah. We measured him at eight and a half on the beach. So I'm I'm sure he's a little bigger than that, stretched out. Yeah. Um, but just beautiful bear, dark, beautiful bear, super yeah. dark. Yeah. Yeah. It was so cold. I put the hide. I had my hands on the on the flesh and had to the hide over, over my yeah. <laughs> over my arms to keep me warm. Yeah. That makes a big difference having that hide. I remember I might have said that on the last podcast I was on, but um, on a sheep up in the brooks, I was 
just shaking cold. And I put that sheep hide over me, and I warmed up like that. Yeah. It makes a huge difference. I feel bad because, you know, when you're skinning out, you're touching the you're touching the carcass, and it's warm, and the, the hide's warm. And she's holding the paw up, you know, so I can get to the cuts. And and uh, I look over, and she's just shaking. I'm like, man, I'm sweating over here. You're cold. <laughs> so I, I was like, sit down. So she sat down, I took the hide, and I flopped it over her lap. So just laying, like, almost up to her 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 belly and then she's like oh, i'm nice with the ring now. gear on with yeah. the ring gear yeah. on yeah with the yeah yeah we got dressed so quick i didn't have any puffies on or anything oh man I oh yeah cold. yeah 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 and especially after all the adrenaline wears off you know it's yeah and real damp like that around the ocean it's always just it's always cold when it's, yeah. even hovering around freezing man it's just a really yeah that was a cold one it was cold. I don't know if it's typically that cold down there that time of year or not. I get the feeling that it's not. Yeah. You know? And it may just vary, you know. I mean, yeah. I think it's, uh, I know because some of the air services don't like, on some of the lakes, you know, they don't like dropping people off after like the 1st of November or something like, because it, yeah. maybe it's usually fine, but it, it yeah, can change up. in a heartbeat. Right. And I guess when it gets real cold like that, that time of year, some of the bigger bears will actually go up and start denning up, setting up their dens. Yeah. You know, so if you're looking for a like a big bear, that's something to keep in mind. <clears throat> Realize that if it's if it's spawning and it starts getting, you get some consecutive consecutively cold days, they might head up in the hills and start looking, not looking but going to their dens. So, but I didn't care. You know, I was just I wanted a representative bear. Yeah, and uh, real happy with that bear. I like your bear. Because of the claws, the white yeah, claws, the white claws on it. Yeah. yeah, and they tell they typically tell you older bears will have white claws. You guys heard back from Fish and Game on how on the age yet? Mm-mm. I haven't. They said that mine they was three or four when we went and dropped it off, but we haven't gotten anything back. No, yet. no. yeah, he aged them when we were there. She said hers was like four. No, his, yours was like four or five. Yours was like eight. Yeah, 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 something like that. Yeah, I thought they were going to send something out and get yeah. an official age. I don't think age they yet. ever. I don't. Th- I think you can have fishing game look up the results later but i don't think they automatically they send, send, send them to oh, you okay yeah but then yeah after that we just kind of relished in the moment and enjoyed the success i mean i think it's pretty cool and, and we didn't even put in party hunt no we put no. in individual hunts yeah everything was individual i think your spider-man suits a little is it choking you it's a pretty nice Spider-Man suit. You're buffing suit. out that Spider-Man suit. So you might want to go size up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, because I put in for mine and and Connor put in for hers. and Which is funny. After she drew all those tags, my wife this last year, she's like, how come, how come uh, you never put me in for anything? And I'm like, well, you know, I've been living up here all this time and my wife has never, ever asked me to put her in for anything. So this year, she's like, well, put me in for something. You know, don't make it a mountain hunt, because obviously I can't mountain hunt. I'm like, all right, I'll put you in for some of the most difficult, easy hunts, if you want to call them that. Yeah. So I put her in for, like, Delta Bison, Fairbanks, not Fairbanks, excuse me, bow hunt, but um, uh, muskox, and a couple others that I thought we could maybe be successful at. But the chances of drawing are, like, nothing. Yeah. She draws uh, muskox. Her <laughs> first time. Oh man! Yeah, I there's a lot of that to go. go <laughs> yeah, her first time. So I call her up. I'm like, "You are not gonna believe what you drew." She's like, "What?" 
I go, you drew muskox. She's like, is that good? <laughs> like, oh my gosh, this is killing me. I've been putting in every year forever. But it's cool. It'll be a fun hunt. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You guys are going to do a fall time one, right? Yeah, it's the fall hunt. Yeah. It's not the winter hunt. It's the fall hunt. So that could be actually be a little bit more challenging. I think it is actually more challenging. Is it? Yeah, because you can't just get on a snow machine and find them and shoot one and then haul it up, haul it out of there. you got to walk around. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll drop you off hopefully somewhere close, relatively close. Then you got to find them and get on them. And I think the hard part is just finding them, really. Yeah. And you could spend some days finding them. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool island. though for a new yeah, yeah for a new Nevada hunt. I mean, obviously they're yeah they still got good height. I'm sure they prime up a yeah. little bit in the winter, but it, that that would almost be yeah. if I'm talking just new Nevada hunts, that would be a little bit more fun. I think to do it in the fall. Yeah, because you can because winter time really. I mean, it's the the getting out there and experiencing all of it. That's really the yeah the the, 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 the it's memories, not like yeah. it's a tough hunt. You know, you get a. a day of decent weather you can go out there and find one and pick mm-hmm. pick the one you want and it's not yeah not necessarily that simple but yeah it's not a super difficult hunt so i think that would be that sounds like it'll be fun yeah i think it'll be fun we'll have a good time i'm gonna bring i mean the biggest thing is just the logistics of course getting out there but mm-hmm. i'm gonna bring the arctic oven so that she has a, at least a warm place to sleep right more than likely what's going to happen is i'll walk around for miles and miles and miles find them go back and get her Take her to them. Yeah. I don't see that. You don't? Maybe one day, but not the whole time. Which reminds me, because I told her I'm coming over for this podcast. She says, look, you have got to give me props for putting up with your hunting (laughs) for 40 years. So, Bonnie, if you're listening to this, I am what I am because of you today. (laughs) I have to say, though, I got into hunting because I wanted to spend more time with him. Yeah. That's true. I mean, I wouldn't see him for months from like august to january yeah <laughs> yeah hey man yeah it's an issue it it's, is. a, it's, it's a good a sickness. issue it's a good issue to have it's a good one to have yeah yeah yep I'm no excited. we wouldn't be anything without the women who put up with us so i'm excited for it because I, <laughs> I can't i've never had muskox so i'm excited just to just oh, to try good. it is it it's is real it good yeah real good yeah i'm kind of worried about like in the winter hunt you don't have to worry about the meat or anything yeah but this one you know, I can't imagine that Coriac has like walk-in freezers for people to store their meat in or something. I got to get with my transporter. And see yeah, if he's see got what something. they they obviously. I'm sure they have some something Hopefully. figured out. If people are coming out there in the fall hunting, hunting all the time, they got to have something figured out. They have out. to. I hope so. Because I really, I really want to take advantage of that meat. Yeah. You no, know? it's real. It's really good. <clears throat> I, we, I, I do the bison tag this yeah, year too. Yeah. So if you want to go bison hunting, you want to come. When are you going? Watch, yeah. Do you know what month you're going? Well, you'd have some of it too. No, that would be that would be fun. Um, I from everyone I talked to, they said go in the uh, like February March time. But I've also heard people say take your snow machines, and I've heard people say don't take your snow machines, and then it probably just depends. There's and that's one thing about that is I think there's a lot of different ways you can hunt it. You know, if you Mm -hmm. have the the one that opens in October, you can hunt that's, them off the river with your boat. That's you the one know, I have. Yeah. Can, that's the one I have. You, you can, can do? Yeah, the DI-454. Is that what it is? Yeah, you should take a, take the uh, take boat, the boat out there. there. I, yeah. heard, I heard the river, though, when it drops low, is really bad. You get stuck on a sandbar. and You're screwed. Yeah. Well, yeah, just get lots of practice. Go run some sketchy <laughs> stuff in the summer and get, 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 get your boat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
My yeah. boat guy would not be happy with me <laughs> to take some extra props with me. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I don't know how I'm going to do it. Yeah, I'm st- I got a lot of time, but I'm, logistically, I need to figure it out. And then, you know, obviously, just it's not something that I feel comfortable just going by myself. Yeah. No. So I need to get some people involved. And, you know, um, I don't know how I'm going to do it, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, I, well, yeah, I, know I, mean, I think you have two options you have snow machine or you have a plane. Yeah, really. Or both, if I if I do early season, or if, you if I do, do early, early season, I what I, if I were to do early season, I'd float it. On I've a, heard nothing but the early hunt is difficult because the, the buffalo are still. I heard that they're not on the river in the early season. That they're still up. No, the, they're still up in the up, uh, up in the trees. The timbers, and yeah, harder to find. And then the winter time, it they snows come, and gets dumped on, and they come down to the they right. come down to the bluffs to right. uh, to feed. So you know, but I don't know. I had a buddy that did a couple of years ago on snow machines, and he he got a nice bowl. And, um, oh, we're think, talking totally different hunts. Which one are you thinking? Delta. No, oh, no, no, this no, is Copper yeah, River. Yeah, this is Copper yeah. River, yeah. Never mind. Yeah. Don't listen to anything I say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is Copper River hunt. So, But then John sent me a, a video after I chewed mine of him running, of a buffalo running down the road in there. Next wow. to his truck. Next to his truck. Yeah, I'm like, Jesus. You see that video of that guy that speared that muskox? Oh, was that? Uh, I seen a picture of Logan, yeah. Yeah. I didn't see the video of him doing it, but I know he had been talking about doing it. Yeah. That's cool. It's pretty cool. It charged him. Nice. Yeah, you can can get them. They'll charge. Yeah, you get an old bull in a bunch if you, like, keep pestering them and trying to approach a herd. A lot of times, I mean, I I say a lot of times, I have limited muskox muskox experience, but... Saw it happen a couple times where you you know you try to get close. close to a herd, get close mm-hmm. to a herd, and they'll kind of break off. And sometimes one or a couple of the older bull, you know, other bulls will stay behind and yeah, square off yeah. with you. Yeah, I watched one chase after Frank Noska before Nick shot him. <laughs> really? Yeah, he's sitting there. I was, I had this new camera and I had had a uh, a polarizing filter on the lens because mm-hmm. it was so when the sun was out out there it was just bright. Everything's yeah. just super bright. So I had this filter on. Is this winter time. Uh, yeah, in yeah. March. Okay. And uh, and so this one bull had peeled out of this herd, and he's standing there about, you know, 25 yards or whatever from Frank and sitting there. And I try to zoom in, and it's getting dark. Like, it's getting too dark. And wow, i got to take my filter off. And it, right as the bull's, like, starting to paw the ground. <laughs> and then Jeez. he goes, he goes chasing. And I get it off, and he goes chasing it. I got, like, the... Most of the charge, he chased Frank, and he kind of jumped to the side, and then the muskox took off. He took off trying to run after it, and and then it looped back around and came running right at us, and then kind of made a circle about about a twenty yard, you know, radius circle around us, and stopped. And Nick shot him. No kidding. Yeah, that was cool. And he was one that stayed behind. The rest of it took off. Yeah, really. Yeah. Wonder how they like when they're like huddled up like that. Like okay. (laughs) Joe, Rock, Rock, paper, paper, last time I did it, I'm not doing it this time. You're going to go out this time. No way, man. They, I don't like that. You know I Someone don't like draw that. Someone the yeah. short straw. <laughs> well, and the one my dad got, it was kind of a similar deal. We had kind of, we had spotted him from like, from several miles away and rode the sleds, got up on top of the same ridge and kind of split up and walked around. They were kind of just off the precipice of this big flat ridge line. They were just kind of down not you can't get out of the wind but mm-hmm. it was blowing like 45 on top and nick walked around them and we're kind of just picking our way and they'd run over here and then we try yeah. to regroup and they'd run over here and then finally they most of them split took off and split one way and three came running back like run 
right at me and my dad, and then they stopped, you know, probably 20 yards away, 30, 25, but it's blowing like 45 miles an hour, like yeah. just howling. And we had to get, we kind of just slowly picked our way closer and closer to them, and they're all huddled up, and we got to like 13 yards from them and had to work around directly downwind so he could shoot into the wind uh-huh. and not have a side uh-huh. wind. And, uh, yeah, we God just had dang, to wait man. a few minutes and eventually they, you know, they kind of shifted and the, big bu- and the biggest bull, you know, kind of stepped out and gave us a clear shot. And yeah, that was yeah. all she wrote. It was, I think I saw that video. Yeah, that yeah. was, I was pretty proud of that. Video. Yeah. That's like the first video I ever edited myself. You yeah. Know, a little short one. Yeah. That's a good one. It was, it came out really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I'd like to draw someday and get my own, but I might end up, if I don't ever draw before I get too old, I might go over to Greenland and try to get one. Yeah, Yeah. it's, yeah, Greenland or Nunavut. Nunavut is like almost the same price as if you were to draw one here. Well, Mm -hmm. in Nunavut, Canada, whenever, someday, Mm -hmm. maybe, eventually, if If they open it up, yeah. Um, I wouldn't mind doing that. Is that Banks Island? Is that oh, the same thing? I don't know if it, it is or not. Nunavut. Nunavut's a province. Okay, maybe Banks Island. Is Actually, in we the had province. one guy order order a hoodie from there. Oh, really? I can't remember what town it was. Oh, but, cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. But um, but yeah. So we got we got our bears. Successful bear successful season. Bear season. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, and it was it was last year that you shot that big black bear with your bow too, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, mm-hmm. that spring. So I was had, it that was the first big game first, animal you got? Yeah, first one. And that was an experience. I mean, we were, our plan was to rebate, go have dinner. And with, you know, the pattern that we had been seeing, it's usually dusk to dawn is when they're they're feeding. So we go back and it's already on the bait. So we're like just trotting down the trail. Like 50 yards away 50 from the yards bait. 50 yards away from the bait. They're romping off the mic. Oh, he's on the bait. And she, her eyes got like... They're like, <laughs> like saucers. Wait, wait yeah. I thought I was going to be he, prepared. Yeah, he turned around. He's like, that's a bear. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not ready for this. <laughs> I wasn't ready for it either. Yeah. We didn't have the blind set up or anything. And so... Oh yeah, we're hunting from a ground blind too. So we're not up in the tree. Oh, fun. Yeah. Yeah, so we set up the blind real quick, got ready. I'm on this little tri- you know, tripod stool he had to help me pull my bow back because i was just so nervous I, yeah I, I couldn't and i waited and waited and waited and it would it would go to the bait and then turn around and he knew it, we were there he yeah. knew we were there we're 14 yards away i mean he he knew something was going on yeah so he's coming towards us towards the blind and you know connor reaches down to go grab his pistol and a branch snaps and so it just stops. My heart's pounding. And I'm like, <laughs> We're, this is not a good situation. But everything was fine. You know, I took my shot. It ran, I don't know, 100 yards away. Yeah. Waited until we didn't hear it rustling anymore. And Didn't death moan? Mm-mm. No. No well, death moan. No. He ran behind the bait and kind of squir- did a couple turns real fast because he, he got stuck and, uh, She's shooting. What are you shooting? You're shooting like 45 pounds. Yeah, yeah, 45 pounds at 14 yards, and went straight through that bear and stuck in the alder right behind it. Nice. Yeah, awesome. so I yeah. 45 pounds. Awesome. 45 broadside. Pounds. The broadside shot. Broadside uh-huh. shot. Iron yeah. wheel. Iron. Nice. I mean, obviously, you don't need an iron wheel, but yeah, went straight through that bear and he went behind the blind or he went behind the stand, did a couple turns, and then kind of 
did a U-turn and circled behind us. And uh, we waited for like 20 minutes because we didn't hear him. And then we walked out and then kind of walked to where we, where we thought he was. And we could see him sitting there, just laying there. And he was, you know, breathing hard and like his head, head was bobbing. And then, and then um, so I'm like, okay, back up. So we went back to the blind and then we could hear him get up and then walk again. I'm like, shit, here we go. And they trace this bear. So then we waited like another hour. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I just followed his blood trail, and he was just curled up a little. I got to him, like, man, that's a tiny little bear. I thought he was a lot bigger than that. And then he just curled up in this little tiny ball. And then once I stretched him out, I'm like, shit. That's a big it's, bear. It was a big bear. bear. Yeah. And then, Six, two. And then listening from this podcast, yeah. when you guys first started about because you guys talk about bear baiting, I think when you guys first started, it was like in February, right? Yeah. So you guys started, we were talking about bear baiting and stuff, and then you talked about how you bring a sled along. So we brought a sled, and then... <laughs> um, what they when you guys use a sled, there must be like a lot of openings in trees because it must be easy to pull. But when I brought a sled, there were alders like six inches apart. Oh from my each god, other. it was yeah. terrible. He's like push. I'm pushing on the back with the bear in the sled. He's pulling. I'm getting whacked with alders. Oh, I'm like, this man. is not an ideal situation. Well, we put it in the sled, and I tried to pull, and I didn't go anywhere. My feet fell out from underneath <laughs> me. I fell on the ground. And then I'm like, all right, I got to. Maybe you need the height to like give a little bit yeah. of a lifting yeah. advantage. I don't know. <laughs> so I, I had to gut him out. Once we gut him out and shed some weight, and I was able to pull him 100 yards before complete forearm exhaustion. Yeah. <laughs> it's still not easy. No. No. It's hard work. No. Yeah, but he, we ate that. He's almost all gone. He is about halfway gone. He's yeah. a good bear. Yeah. Yeah, we made chorizo out of it. Yeah. Nice. Delicious. 116 pounds of chorizo. And we, nice. got about, yeah. we got about 40 pounds left. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. I might have to trade you for some. I've still got a bunch all my well, not all mine. I made I made thirty pounds of sausage so far. I'm finally getting around to like yeah. getting all this sausage made. I've got all this meat bagged up, ready to hey, don't pull on this one. It's antique. Um I got all this sausage made and I got I got a bunch more to make. I just as soon as I got them back, I just deboned everything. Put it in the freezer. Cut it in chunks and filled up gallon bags so I can, you know, I can kind of measure out what I'm going to need for making each batch sausage and yeah. thaw it, cut it with fat and mix it and right. stuff yeah. it and smoke it. I just got a, I got a lot more sausage to make though. When we get one this year, I want to bring it over and uh, and you can show me how to make uh, those ham hocks, cut them up on the, the butcher boy. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like doing that yeah. too. Um, I had had. I like to uh, smoke a big ham on there you know yeah it's uh yeah it's pretty easy and i've never like done the whole ham I'd, it would be nice to do a smoked ham like a cure cure one i mm-hmm. need to just i'm have pretty ever, i'm at pretty basic level at, at yeah doing a lot of this stuff have right you now. corned it before yes i loved corn yeah i love corn really blackberry that's one thing um so i got my my bandsaw i'd take and freeze the hindquarters uh-huh. and take them and just run them you know inch yeah. and a half thick basically mm-hmm. round roast steaks you know with a little yep. the the um humerus in there mm-hmm. and uh i just cut them when it's frozen package them and then i thaw one of them out and brine it for a couple days or whatever and then corn it or yeah. corn it and then crock pot it and man that stuff's it's really like good candy. yeah See, we need to try, need that. To try that i yeah. didn't do any of that i didn't save any of any no. for those this year i i, I just had to had a bunch of it to deal. I had three black bears worth of meat to deal with at once, so I just yeah. <laughs> got it all bagged, and it's all going to be sausage. But it goes pretty quick. I mean, we didn't the one 
the bears from the year before didn't last very long. God, that's week. just right around the corner. You know, the thing is, I'm getting uh, elbow surgery next month, so you to put in for I, th- I think I'll, I think I'll be okay. I am not going to shoot anything with a crossbow. <laughs> <laughs> I am not going to do that. I mean, I do have limits, but um, I think I'll be okay though by the end of June. Nice. I, I think, think you so. just need to crank your bow down a little bit. Yeah, yeah, maybe a little bit. It really, you know, for black bears, you know, like a forty, you know, because forty is the legal limit. Mm-hmm. But I mean, a forty-pound bow with a moderately yeah. heavy arrow and a good mm-hmm. razor-sharp. I think mine's in. at fifty-five right yeah. now. Well, so. hers was forty-five, and she shoots a hundred grain uh-huh. iron with broadhead, and it. Did I just shoot a hundred grain. Yeah, yeah, you'll be just fine. Yeah, my wife, um, the I'd had issues the very first one she shot. And her bow was 50, right at 50 pounds. And it was a little gold tip, um, like the Ted Nugent mm-hmm. ones or whatever it got. And it had a G5 Montec and shot this bear, just hit him perfect. And it didn't penetrate. Yeah. Like even, you know, we, I thought the arrow had just bounced, like hit, bounced back out when he took run, took off running. But, you know, after three quarters of a mile and no blood yeah. and then watching the video, like it didn't even penetrate at all really and uh and so uh i said screw this and i put one of my grizzly single bevel just yeah. two blades on there and kind yeah. of readjusted her sights where she just top pin it and the next one's just same right exact shot same angle same spot just zip right through them yeah. no kidding wow. yeah yeah you know not to say i mean some guys and there's different factors and mm-hmm. uh, but i don't know i've i don't that bear that's hanging on the wall out there he was the first one I ever killed with a bow with a long with a long bow, and I shot him with a Montec same yeah. broadhead, and it it killed him. But I only got about that much in, you know, eight at eight yards uh, in the mm-hmm. ribs. I only got about ten inches of penetration, you know. Yeah. Didn't even no kidding. Didn't even punch through the ribs on the backside, you know, which really? should have gone all the way through, you know, out of a fifty-five pound long bow. Yeah. You know, yeah. it, sh- it should have, you know, yeah. or stuck in the leg on the far side. Right. right. So that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, I you know some guys like them and that's fine, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's interesting the different things you know uh, with a good, even a three blade, but a good razor sharp. Yeah, broadhead. Yeah. yeah, we tried. So I have the uh, well, when I first started doing this, I bought the Iron Wills and I brought the Day Six because they're they're almost a, I hate saying this, but they're almost like the same type of. They're broadhead. similar. They're yeah. very similar, right? And uh, you know you're paying. 90 bucks for a three pack mm-hmm. and you can go buy you know yeah. nine of them mm-hmm. nine like uh rages for the same price you could pay for those and, right you know they come in those cool wooden boxes though i know they do come the boxes cool. are cool yeah, they are cool <laughs> they are very cool yeah. but you know like when you're i think they each, each has their own purpose like i wouldn't take after coming going up north this last winter i wouldn't take an iron will or i wouldn't take a 30 dollar broadhead up north yeah you know, sling at caribou yeah I would take a, a ten dollar Right. You save those broadhead. $30 broadheads for muskox. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're spending eight grand anyway. What's another 30 bucks, right? Yeah, that's right. Moose or grizzly bears. Yeah. Just some yeah, grizzly bears. Or I got some of the three-blade cutthroats. Yeah. I saw those in there. Yeah, to those use. Nice. I need. I'm going to um, touch them up. I didn't have them, like, finished sharpening yeah. them, but I'm going to touch them up, see them how. The thing I like about single bevels and, like, the original cutthroats and the grizzlies is I can just get them. Yeah. yeah. We're scary sharp, yeah, easy. yeah, and there's Not something to be said it. for that. Yeah, don't have to worry about it. I shot the big black bear I shot last year. That chocolate one was mm-hmm. 
with one of the wide cut cutthroats, which I think they were like ready to release them and then had some, the shop that was making them like closed up shop and yeah, whatever yeah. happened. But, uh, yeah, that thing. Yeah. A lot of blood. Well, I gave one of them, I gave a couple of them to Nick to use yeah. too. And that bear he shot was, he said just blood everywhere. If I remember correctly, the three, bra- the, three the, blade two blade, the two blade wide cut, yeah. but I, yeah. The, and then the three blades came out. So I'm going to try, try those out this yeah. year. I think I'm going to try those, uh, kudu broadheads out this year. I think those are good. Yeah. Those are good. Yeah. I mean, I just, I just can't, I don't know. I can't afford to spend 30 or 90 bucks on three broadheads. So those, yeah. I'm and kudus are like a little bit, cheaper helix yeah. style yeah. I, I don't know i've never tried sharpening those because those are the ones they have the back that's like flared out yep. uh-huh. yeah i don't know how easy i mean i like the thing i like about the like the cutthroats and the old grizzlies is that it's all just one straight edge and so easy yep. to sharpen they got a good angle but yeah. no I, I think those are good broadheads too yeah. but yeah. um whatever gets her done man yeah yeah so you got your bear sorry i, did. I got <laughs> two. Two, bears. two bears yeah two, two bears yeah, and she didn't draw shit this year, so ha. <laughs> Connor drew that bison and the uh, caribou. Yeah. yeah, Central Alaska Range caribou. Yeah, yeah. So I do. Uh, it's hard because I'm, I'm. Uh, we could tie the sheep hunting into the caribou hunt, but then there's some other things we would do with sheep hunting that kind of interlaces with that caribou tag. So it's like. Yeah, but we've seen some big monster caribou up there, man. Sheep hunting. Yeah. I think we should do that. Yeah. It's your permit, though. Do whatever you want. Don't tell me that. <laughs> but if we get a sheep and a caribou, it's going to be one hell of a pack out. That's, That's going to be Can brutal. Can I come along? Yeah. Yeah. You throw a couple of quarters in your bag. I'll carry half. I'll train for it this I'll, time. I'll that carry. was one thing, too. My sheep hunt, I didn't train. Yeah. And, That's okay. And, I mean, it was fine. <laughs> I was fine. I I mean, I probably could have gone up the mountain a little bit faster if I did, but... Yeah, but the type of job that you got, you know, it's it suits you for getting ready for sheep hunting and stuff, you know. Yeah, desk job. She's an accountant. Ah. <laughs> accountant, oh, man. A number cruncher. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been a good year. I mean, we're just excited to get out. I'm just happy that we're all... We, we're able to do this as, like, a family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, no, that's like, awesome. I can go with my dad, my wife, and... I don't have a lot of brothers that hunt. I have one that's, he was in the army, he got out, and he lives, he's a traveling IT IT guy. And he, I think he wants to kind of get into it more, but. Well, I took him moose hunting. The first time I took him moose hunting, I might have told this story too, but, long story, okay, it took him one year. I ended up shooting that moose because too much pressure for him. The next year I took him, second day there was like September 8th. And we're sitting on top of the Argo. It's evening time, and I'm calling, and every now and then he'll rake. And we hear this, mm, mm, mm. So I'm like, oh, freaking moose, man. Get up here. And about and it happens fast, man. This, that bull came in. Long story short, that was a 60-inch bull. Man. And he just he spined it and went right down and ended up killing it. But that was his only moose he's ever killed was a 60-inch bull. Really nice. Oh, bull. man. Yeah, you don't really know what you have. That one on the around the on the wall on that side is the first first moose I ever killed, and still the biggest one. Yeah, yeah. So I European that moose for him, and he actually took it with him in the army. It spent some time at uh, Fort Bragg, and now it's at my parents' house in Oklahoma. And he was he was driving it cross country on his um, Volkswagen, and strapped to the top. Oh man. <laughs> 
And he was going, stopping in gas stations in Alabama and these other places. And these guys were like, ain't no deer. That's for sure. <laughs> that's funny. He says, no, but that's a moose. That's funny. So, yeah. So, and so I, I guess I'll, I don't know if he'll listen to this podcast, but, you know, the shit your pants story. Yeah. It's him. <laughs> so, <laughs> but in his defense, he was like 10 years old. And we're walking into a bear, bear bait station I got set up, you know. Yeah. And he wanted to go. <clears throat> so I'm like, all right, let's go. So we drive up there, get out. It's like maybe a three-quarter of a mile walk in the trail. Mm-hmm. And we get about halfway there. He's like, Dad, I got to poop. I'm like, well, here, I got uh, toilet paper. Just go off in the brush and take care of your business, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I felt really bad because he comes walking out just like crab walking, you know, his oh, feet. Man. I'm like, dude, what happened? He goes, I pooped my pants. I go, did you, what, did you what, not make it in time? He goes, no, no, I made it. But I just, he, what he did was he dropped his pants and he just squatted down and shit right in his underwear. Oh, <laughs> right man. There. So. That's what I was always paranoid for several years, like going sheep hunting and stuff. I'd always have to like find rocks to yeah. sit on because I was just terrified of that happening. And you only got one pair of pants. Yeah. <laughs> Well, what I didn't teach him, you know, and I should have thought of it, was, you know, you find a place where you can kind of lean back, you know, yep. and watch your business and make sure that where you drop it, it doesn't drop right there in your pants, you know, and so, so anyway, we uh, cleaned them up as much as we could and went hunting, <laughs> so. <laughs> yep, I don't think he'll yep. make that mistake again, though. No. That's no, that's one, one of those thing. you make it, you make it One once. time, yep. Yep, um. I was going to ask you too. You taking bears taxidermy stuff this spring? I am. Yeah, yeah. I've got a uh, guy brought a wolf in the other day, which completely. That's why I was talking about ulus. I, I. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just it was mud. You know, you, these guys will come in and they'll say, "Okay, I got this this wolf," and I ask them, "Is it clean or how's it look?" And yeah, it's pretty good. You know, it's never really very very good. It was really muddy, so it really completely dulled my ulu. Yeah, that's but, um, and that's that's something like it always makes me cringe a little bit. You see on Facebook, you know, like the pictures in brown bear camp or something with a big brown bear hide laid out on the gravel bar. I know skin skin down, and I'm oh, like, man, whoever whoever you're paying to flesh that thing, you're not paying them enough. No, yeah. <laughs> I mean, even the little pieces that we would get stuck on the on the ground was it was tough to get yeah. that stuff out. Yeah. yeah. At least put a tarp down, you know, and then if you want to take a field picture with your barrel laid out, have a tarp or something underneath it so you don't get rocks and dirt and crap all over it. Yeah, there was one I did this year that was a little black bear that I won't throw him under the bus, but I don't know how we got that much. Well, I mean, I'd give him a hard time about it anyway. I don't know how we got that much silt. And he warned it about it before even I ever even saw the berries. Like, I'm sorry, man. Really? Yeah. And it was like, I don't know how they got that much silt in, out, and through that hide. Fortunately, it was a fat enough black bear that once I got it started, mm-hmm. you know, once You're, I got it started and got underneath it, yeah. then, it was, then it really wasn't as bad as I thought. But that... Yeah, that ends up eating a lot of time and effort oh, yeah. when, when stuff's real dirty. and This wolf, you know. And it, it makes, of... and it makes, like, especially thinner skin stuff, like a wolf uh-huh. or, or a later season, you know, black bear that's kind of coming out of prime that the, the skin's starting to thin out. 
you know, by June or so, the, yeah. the hides can still be totally fine, but the skin starts thinning. Real thin. And uh, This more, wolf was an August wolf, so it was super oh, thin. Oh, geez, yeah. yeah. Well, and the more crap you have on the skin, the quicker, the more bacteria and the quicker stuff is going to deteriorate. I mean, it's... Yeah. That's like one of the, you know, you keep your, you keep your meat or you should keep your meat clean. You know, that's yep. one of the keys for making your meat last longer is, is right. keeping it clean and free of all that It'll junk. start rotting. Yep. Yeah, this bear, a lot of the, the skin was drying out, so I put a towel over it to kind of rehydrate it so I could at least have something to work with, you know. Yeah. Tried to clean it up a little bit, but um, but yeah, I'm taking bears. So. Nice. Yeah, I, I took a few last year. Hopefully, we'll get some more this year. We're also selling the Batum stuff, you know. Yeah. So. What's uh number people or where can people get a hold of you? Just uh, I got a Facebook page, here. All Alaska Taxidermy, yeah. and then they can call me at 590-6936. Cool. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be that time of year here Yeah, here pretty quickly. I actually had a guy come over yesterday and bought like $500 worth of nasty boar. Oh, nice. So Yeah, wife, that stuff's pretty that stuff is potent. My wife is funny because I wasn't home from work yet, and she was out in the garage, and and Jess had set up, you know, these five-gallon buckets of nothing but his nasty boar stuff. Yeah. My wife calls it nasty whore, but it's nasty boar. (laughs) This this guy came by, do you have any nasty boar? And she's on the phone, and she's like, you calling me a nasty whore? (laughs) Knowing what he's saying, she's just giving him a hard time. But anyway, she was out in the garage, and he opened this thing up just to see if the inventory that he ordered was there. And she literally starts gagging in the garage. It was just We had it in the garage after Connor had picked it up from Jess. And, I mean, you barely open the lid. The lid alone is, like, prying off the jaws of life. Like, it's (laughs) so hard to get off. But once you do get it off, you're like, oh, Oh God. God. It doesn't even matter. It's like, you know, and it's similar, like, I... Uh, I'll use um, Magnum Martin Martin lure uh-huh. sometimes because it's so durable. Like it, it's a the paste sticks around, yeah. And you can just re- kind of stir it up on the tree and refresh it. It sticks, and it's so you know it uses that skunk, ad, that and, skunk yeah. essence, and yeah. I mean the stuff like well, you know when they just got a, be- a shipment in of it in the store because as soon as you walk in the store, you can smell it. And I mean it's like they're in glass jars. Like sealed with wax. You it can still matter. smell it. It doesn't, yeah. Oh, yeah. Put it in three Ziploc bags. You know, mm-hmm. I can put it in three Ziploc bags, drop it in the freezer, and the freezer smells like it's still. Yeah, yeah. I keep, well, it's, just, it's. Uh, I usually keep it out in my shed. Mm-hmm. But it's, you know, the snow, it's freezing, and I don't want this stuff to freeze up, so it's in my garage right now. But the nasty bar I'm trying to keep contained in the container so it's not quite so bad. But, yeah, I cannot leave the garage door open into the house or my wife will be screaming. Yep. Close that's, the door. That stuff's good because I think that's one of the big, <laughs> the big keys for having a successful bait site, especially if you're starting one, is getting something that stinks. Yep. I mean, mm-hmm. the sweet stuff's really sweet, but I don't think that scent carries like the yeah. like the that skunky. Yeah, this guy that came last night, he this is his second year baiting, and last year he came and bought sweet stuff. And then he was wasn't having any luck, so he came back and said, "Well, try some nasty boards." Said the nasty smell and stuff tends to bring them in. Yeah. And then you know it's a matter of just feeding them at that point. If yeah. you can get them to get their attentions, and the nasty board will do it. And so he, uh, like I said, he bought, bought five hundred dollars worth of nasty bore, everything nasty bore. Yeah. So we have the the you know we have the uh, sprays, the 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 scent balls, mm-hmm. the smear paste, the burn. We've got it in beaver caster also. Um, 
Yeah, I like that beaver caster yeah. scent too. Yeah. You like it? You really like it? The smell? <laughs> no. Oh, you mean you like it, but I, yeah. I like I like using it. I don't I don't actually I don't mind I don't mind caster smell. No. No. Yeah. I don't I don't mind that at all. Um, it, it it's not as as, as strong it's not as offensive the like to me. Yeah. No, it's definitely not as yeah, as, yeah. as offensive. Um and bears like it too. I mean there's some beaver carcasses are Yeah. Some of the best bait and it's cuz that, right. that caster scent, that sweet kind of scent. Yeah, but yeah, beer. we always used to and I do still all make a little bucket of like rotted down like fish heads and carcasses really? and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's happening quick, man, right around the corner. With yep. the longer days and everything, I really can feel it now. Yeah. The Start and, some of the spring birds are starting to show back up mm-hmm. and Yep. Yep. So made it through another one. <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> That's right. Winter number six. <laughs> Is nice. that winter number six winter for you? Winter number six. Yeah. Yeah. Many more to go, hopefully. So, what happened to your husband? I don't know. Yeah, he kind of took off, didn't he? Sure. Three beers, got that small, <laughs> bladder. small bladder. He's out in the woods still. I don't know what he, where he went. Oh, is. man. Yeah, well, yeah, I appreciate you guys you yeah. guys coming over and, and talking about that. It's good to, good to visit with you. And, yep. And nice to Did Hear the story, you being a little ornery. <laughs> Did you want to have a story to tell? Yeah? All right, we'll sit down on this chair. This is Mr. Jed. He's going to... What kind of story did you have to tell for us? This day, before all of you got here, I was just going moosehang and caribou hang. On my way there, I saw this kind of thing in the brush, and I didn't know what was happening then. I saw eye, and it and it looked kind of like a dinosaur eye, but it wasn't. Like a, an eye? <laughs> you saw? A dinosaur eye? Yeah, but it was. It was? Oh, it was man. A, it was a caribou. It was a caribou. And the wolf was chasing it, a wolf pack, and then I quickly got my pistol, then I, and, and, and then I had to shoot, but I shot the wolf only, and the caribou was still chasing me. And there's more caribou charging me. Then I had to get my rifle, and I had to chase them back. Holy cow. Then wow, the, this is adventurous. And one, and then the other wolf came, and it jumped on my gun and ripped it the scope off and and ripped the the pistol apart and ripped my rifle apart. So I only had my knife left and I and I had to throw it into a tree. Then they and then the wolf ran away. But I had to get my rifle and throw at the caribou. Then it's dead. Then the moose came running after. Then I had to shoot it in the <laughs> eye. Wow. wow. Well, that's a great story, man. Yeah. This just happened outside? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Man, I'm going to hang around you. He probably thinks that's all, all my stories. Are. <laughs> Those are the but, stories your dad tells you, I bet, too, huh? Tall tales? Yeah. Of yeah. the of the frill household. Frill tales. <laughs> <laughs> Did uh you like hunting though, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. What kind of hunting have you done? Um grouse and and Grouse. 
Yeah, grouse hunting's pretty fun. You get you you've gotten mm-hmm. grouse. You got some grouse last year and the year before, huh? Yeah. Yep. Are you about, are you going to go bear hunting one of these days? Yeah. How do you get your grouse? Shoot them with a um, the rifle? Yeah, a twenty-two. Twenty-two. Yeah. Yep. Nice. Tell them about how you got your your twenty-two set up. Good. It has a a scope, and it shows a red dot where you are going to aim. Yeah. How do you how do you aim with it? Like how how do you, if there's a grouse if there's a grouse standing there in the woods, then what do we do? Um, you you load it and it's a bolt action. Yeah. So what? So uh, you have to aim through. At the middle. Yep. And then what do you do? You 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 relax and pull the trigger. Relax yeah. and pull the trigger. You That's put right. the dot. Right. You put the red dot yeah. on the middle of the grouse. Yeah. And pull the trigger. Yeah, nice. he does a good job, and we have a little a little tripod to rest it on. Yep. You're a pretty good shot. What's your favorite kind of grouse? Um. The first kind I killed was a spruce grouse. Yeah. yeah, yeah. How old are you? I'm five. Five, and I already killed a grouse. Yeah, you got your first one you when you were three, huh? Yeah, that's uh, awesome. That's pretty on. impressive. That's awesome. I have a sister that's three too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Has she got a grouse? No. This this year she's probably going to be able to get a grouse. Yeah, we'll yeah. T- we'll see if she wants to start doing some target practicing. Yeah. But she's got to learn the rules of gun safety, yeah. right? Do you can you tell me what yeah. those are? First, keep the gun pointed in safe direction. Yep. Sometimes. No, all the, every time. Yep. What's do you remember the second one? Yeah, keep your the gun unloaded and keep your the sugar your sugar, your finger off the sugar until you're ready to shoot. Yeah. What's the third one? Keep your keep the gun loaded until you're ready to fire. Yep. Good job. High five. That's awesome. That's, That's awesome. exactly right. Yep. You well, are so smart. You know all the. Thanks for coming stuff. on. Thanks for coming on the podcast. You're welcome. Yep. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> anyway, we'll give this back to Mr. Connor. We thought, you don't have to leave yet, bud. Sorry, I had a, a school call I had to attend to. <laughs> oh, you did? Oh, yeah. school. <laughs> Get out of here with that. He drank a lot of beer, done. man. He's out in, the, out in the woods for a long time. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's very difficult with school because uh, you have a lot. I mean, not to take away from any of my, any of the, the people I'm in school with, but uh, the difference between incorporating uh, theories into actual concepts is it's a big gap. Yeah. It's a big learning curve. So yeah. I'm having to be like, no, this is not going to work because of this reason. And, you know, like, well, will this work? I'm like, no, this is not going to work because of this reason. And they're wanting to spend a lot of time on things that we shouldn't be spending time on, mm-hmm. really focusing on the actual end goal. Getting know? it done. Yeah, yeah. Getting it done. Yeah. But, you know, so my phone's blowing up. I'm like, okay, I got to go call these guys really fast. Senior project? Yeah, senior project. Graduates in May. I I remember those days. Yeah. It's tough. By the time you realize you you made the wrong choice, it's too late to quit. (laughs) (laughs) When did you graduate? In 2011. Oh, you did? Yeah. Yeah. I actually yeah. ought to like get my diploma. I got a diploma somewhere. I ought to frame it up or something. <laughs> yeah. Prove I actually did it. Yeah. 
Yeah. But, uh, it's a good degree to have. Yeah, it is. You know, so I'm excited. I just want to get an adult job and make some adult money. <laughs> yeah. It can't be. It can't be. McDonald's is having a hard time funding it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I can't be bleaching skulls my whole life. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, you getting a lot of that work, not, though. Yeah. It's just dirty. I don't know. I don't want to do it my whole life. It's all right. I didn't skin a single wolf this year. It's feeling pretty <laughs> not good. Not one? Not one. I was not taking anything this year. Why is that? Just busy. We're yeah. having the baby and yeah. just yeah. doing other stuff. And it's it's either kind of, it's one of those things that I kind of, I kind of wanted to have the shop clean this winter. And it's either you're, you're geared for doing that or. What yeah. did you charge for a skin and wolf? Or does I it think, depend? I think I was doing. Is either doing them for a hundred or a hundred ten bucks on the carcass to put up, um, which really carcass. isn't, yeah, which really <clears throat> isn't what it's worth. You know, that's yeah. just the trouble with wolves, and you know, like when because I'd skin them for Bill Wyvoda, their Articraw furs. Uh-huh. You know, your average wolf isn't worth that much money anyway. Right. You know, raw. Right. You know, you're a great an average gray wolf from the interior is gonna be 250 maybe 300 dollars if it's a big one right and so you know you have a guy that you know doesn't want to or doesn't maybe hasn't known how to skin wants to is looking at selling it well all right well if we're knocking off you know it's going to be 250 dollars or 300 dollars well we're taking 110 or right off the bat it's like you know sometimes it come back after they you know have to try it themselves because it's 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 not it's easy. a lot of work for the money and it, yeah it there's a, it's a learning curve to it that how to long get, does it take you to do one yeah General. about four to five hours yeah to have one scun and if it's thought out like yeah if it's thought out well you know sometimes it takes a little longer if, if they're you're if they've been froze and you're yeah. having to yeah the one i, I work just got a little harder. was frozen into a ball and had a lot of mud all over it and the guy said all the paws are taken care of except for one paw, so I came I gave him a break on the price. Yeah, and every paw had toes in had it. Had toes in and it, and then it's even worse. Than yeah, just it was, if you it was, had the whole foot. If I had the foot, I could hang it up and and work it that yeah. way. But the, trying to get those little tiny that last knuckle out of there sucks. Oh yeah, and you got to get them or it's yeah. gonna slip. Yeah, no, same thing with wolverines or you know or another tough one to do paws, but stuff like that. You know, and I guess for yeah. if someone's taken taken having a high done. By the taxidermist or having someone else work on it, it's you. It's bears and wolves, especially. You know, it's yeah. better just to leave the whole entire foot in. You yep. don't need to. You don't need to saw it off. You don't need to save weight by cutting the bulk of the foot off. You just leave the whole foot in there. Yep, it's and so it's, much easier. Then it's easier to skin the whole foot than to get most of the foot out and I then know. have to take pliers and do each individual toe and yeah. stuff like that. It's yeah. a pain in the butt. It's a major pain in the it butt. It ends up taking a lot more time too. Because I, I could do I can do a wolf foot, you know, at my at my best in like two and a half, three minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Um if you got it if it's yep. set up for that. Yep. Yep. Um yeah, because then it goes easy. You got gravity working for you. Yep. So I think I would do yeah, on the carcass I was charging like a hundred or a hundred ten, which is really, you know, but if you're looking, nice. if you're looking at the like the the value per or the the effort you're putting out and skill and applied money, skill, yeah. you're not making very much money. Yeah. Um, and I think I'd do them like seventy five bucks if they were scun with really? the feet in them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're about right. Yeah. I, I charge a little bit more than that. Yeah. No, that's that's fair though. Yeah. You know, it was just kind of what you yeah. know we could felt we could could get by with in that. 
in that fur market, you know, selling right. hide application. Right. You know, it's definitely a, a very, there's not a ton of people that know how, that know how to do it well or that would do it. You know, there's plenty of guys that mm-hmm. know how to do it by doing their own stuff, but it's not like yeah. you can just take it to anybody. Yeah, some guys just don't even want to mess with it. Yeah. You know, so, because there's, I mean, rugs in general, I think for taxidermists are not a money-making way, you know, way to make mm-hmm. money. It's usually shoulder mounts and, you know, full bodies and stuff like that. Yeah. But rugs, there's just not a lot of money in them. Yeah. So, anyway. You do a good job, though. Yeah. I try. You know, the thing is, I'm not in it for a living. I have, I've got a job. Mm-hmm. What I want to do when I retire is, is you know, do this, basically. Yep. Not like a full-time cranking workout, but something so I can have a little bit of money. So maybe I can yeah. afford a stone sheep hunt someday. <laughs> yeah. You know, maybe. If I taxidermy for like 10 or 15 years, I might have enough money for a stone sheep I mean, hunt. I charge $275 <laughs> to skin one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. No, that's awesome. And uh, <clears throat> so I try to take my time and do a good job on them. So yeah, wolf, heck yeah. I mean, the wolf you did for Connor is amazing. Yeah. Frank saw it. He's like, oh, that's nice. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, a lot of people don't look at the reference photos. You know, you look at yeah. a lot of these these wolf rugs, the upper lip. The, so this got this growling, supposedly growling wolf, and the upper lip is sticking out from the gum line like inch and a half, two inches. Mm-hmm. No growling, the lip is right up against the gum line, mm-hmm. you know, and there's it's all retracted. This, it's anything, retracted yeah. back, and those teeth are sticking out, you know, so you got to modify the form. And the nose is up, and everything on top of the, the bridge of the nose yep. is all curled up. And, and you got to look at the, the reference photos squinted. to see where those wrinkles go, you know, and the, yeah. The eyes are always squinted a little bit, <clears> the ears are back. You know? Yeah. It's a lot, yeah, that attention to detail makes a big difference. It drives me crazy when I see a snarling wolf when the ears are up like that. Oh, yeah, laying like forward. Laying forward. It's, yeah. They just don't do that. Every yeah. animal in the wild, when they get mad, their ears go back. Yep. Even Everyone, moose. Even moose. Even Horses moose. do that. Horses do that. Anyway, we're kind of rambling around here. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's all right. But, yeah, no, I appreciate you guys coming by. Yeah, and yeah good thanks. Good to having us. It's good, good to catch up with you. I'm glad yeah. glad you can make it, too, Christine. It's yeah. nice to hear yeah. your awesome. your perspective on yeah. on yeah. this. They were talking about last time. Were you guys talking about it on the pod? We were, when we were at Frank's house, talking about just having girls on here, like Carrie and Stephanie and uh, um, Faith wow. on here. Just the girls, like, having their own podcast or something. Oh, and just railroading us, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to hear that and see where that, what directions those go in. <laughs> yeah. What rabbit trails those go down. Yeah. yeah. That's the nice thing is it's, it's you know, this kind of stuff. It's okay if you, because that's how, that's norm, what it that's is, how yeah. normal conversation goes is not yeah. always, yeah. not always sticking to the script which if it was i would be in trouble because yeah i don't do that very that's what well. i like about this podcast when i listen to others there just seems so f- like serious yeah you know they got like an agenda they got to talk about this and this and they're you know you can just see their eyes are like serious to when they're talking to each other i'm like you get information maybe but they're not that fun to listen to this one it's like, okay, I wonder what these guys are going to talk about. This yeah. <laughs> yeah, we don't yeah. know. You yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wherever no. the wind blows you. I, yeah, could, yeah. I, could, I could definitely be a little better at, especially, I'm tough at interviewing, you know, like people or talking to people that I, you know, may not know very well. Yeah. I could do a better job or old timers that have like a ton of stories. I'm not the best at like. It's drawing that stuff Like out. Yeah. drawing that stuff out or. Mm-hmm thinking of certain details and asking good questions i'm just kind of a big dumb animal but a lot of those um, old timers i've talked to like i remember the first time at frank edsminger like he doesn't you have to ask 
Yeah. You have to ask for the story. He's not going to just tell yeah. you. Like, not, hey. not Marty Reno. No? Oh, he loves to talk about his stories, <laughs> man. Yeah? Yeah. I got to get him. I've called him a couple of times trying to set up that slideshow thing. But yeah. I haven't had any luck. He's having trouble finding bulbs for his uh, overhead projector. Oh, man. So, but I'll keep working at it. It's a good, it's a good, I mean, he's got a ton of photos of sheep back in the 70s. Yeah. 60s and 70s. And he's got some great stories that he absolutely loves to tell. Yeah, the golden and, days. Yep. The best of the best, as he calls them. If you yep. ever meet him and talk to him, he'll say, oh, it's the best of the best. Unfortunately, what I fear is that when we grow up to be his age, that we're going to be talking about these well, days, that they're going to be the best mm-hmm. of the best. That book about, that Jim Rudin book about Frank yeah. Laser, he's like, yeah. even back then, the guys are like, oh, yeah, he should have been, should have been, 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 been around 100 years, years before, yeah. you yeah. know, yeah. or whatever. It's just, yeah, I think that's kind of a yeah. chronic yeah. thing, like whatever time you're in, you know, it, yeah. which in some ways, you know, the old yeah. days were better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. But uh, That is a good book, though. Yeah. All right, anyway, man. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming. Thanks and, for having uh, us. Yeah, Thank you. Thanks, everybody, for listening. If you uh, enjoy enjoy Tundra Talk, I appreciate it if you leave a good review on iTunes or whatever platform you listen on. And uh, keep checking back at tundratalkak.com. Um, I should be getting some more, some more of the Ramskull hoodies in here pretty soon. And, uh, yeah, if you feel like contributing to the podcast in another way, uh, we also have a Patreon. It's uh, at uh, patreon.com slash tundratalk. Anyway, thanks for listening and talk to you next time. Yep.